Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 246 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... I'm Brutal Dave. Hello, gents. Brutal Dave. Welcome to 2024, my friend. Thanks. Hey, so far, so we've been here. We've been here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have... Not so brutal, George. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Uh, a little under the weather, but I'll be okay. Then you won't be as excited when you uh, don't like our opinions on your movies. And... <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> He's used to it. And we also have, and we also have back to the show our very special friend and guest, Justin the Metal Detector. Actually, I'm no longer Justin the Metal Detector. No, uh, we have, oh, a new, no. have a new. He doesn't detect metal new anymore. moniker. Uh, so I've been comical JC for the longest time. Now I'm harsh JC. Don't don't harsh my buzz, man. <laughs> Are you just like trolling online? Like fuck you, fuck you. I mean, it could you, be that, but I'll I'll explain what that's about in just a minute. I know Carrie wants to lead into okay. it, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so we're going to talk about our resolutions really quick. Um, but I want to say we we haven't done an episode in a while. It was the holidays, and then I went on a, a cruise for New Year's, and I came back with an unwanted souvenir this time. I got COVID for the family. Yay! The gift that keeps yeah, on the gift that kept on Happy giving even weeks later. It was <laughs> Happy New Year. It wasn't. It was not as bad as the last time. I'll, I will say that much. Um, we went on the Carnival Jubilee. We were on the second ever sailing of this huge new Carnival ship. And next episode, uh, we're really going to talk more about it. I'm actually going to bring on uh, a, a YouTuber that we met on the ship called Escape Adventures with Robin and Steve. And they're going to come on. And we're going to talk more about the cruise later. Cool. But um, it was a cool. good time. I, I will say that much. The drink package was worth it. There was a couple of nights where uh, the drink package is always worth it. It was a little crazy. I'll say that much. But in uh, 2024, now we are living. We're going to uh, talk about our resolutions for this year. All right, George. I'm going to let you start first. Uh, I don't do resolutions. That's that's my resolution. <laughs> are you going to resolve not to take Nyquil medicine when you mean to take Dayquil medicine? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so I, it was Mucinex. It oh, wasn't okay. Nyquil, and oh, so the yeah, Mucinex yeah. nighttime medicine is colored yellow. And the daytime is colored green. It's easy to mix mix, mix up. Yeah, okay? Why wouldn't they do like red and blue like everybody else? That's weird. I don't know. It Take the weird. red or the blue. Come on, you know. Anyway, so well, hope yeah, you, I don't. Uh, I, I, don't hope I don't really do resolutions. I think that's just like I don't know. Mentally, it's not a good exercise. I think it just ruins you if you don't make it, and you know, you just become too harsh on yourself. And nobody should ever have to go through that. I have two resolutions on my end. I want to read more this year. I want to read more books or read more comics, whatever it is. I just, I, I don't make the time to do it. Um, but I also have something, and I don't think it's a really a resolution, but uh, in October, my 50th birthday is coming up, right? Wow. Ooh. And I have uh, committed to be fit by 50. Thanks to one of my YouTubers that I watch, Adam, the woo, he's doing the same thing. His birthday is in August, so I have two months on him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to 
do everything I can to be fit by 50. Cool. What does that mean? I'm going to lose the weight and not be a fat fuck anymore. I mean, fit's such a broad term. <laughs> this is why George can't do resolutions because he can't leave it open and broad like that. It's got to be clearly defined. Well, all right, fine. I, I just want to lose some weight. Make myself, I want to feel happier about myself. <laughs> there you I don't go. Care what, I don't care what other people think. I, I care about how I feel about me. Absolutely, man. That's, that's, that's what, what I want to do. Absolutely. I've, uh, you, know, I've, you know, it's been up, up and down with my weight the past couple of years, and I want to get back down. That's yeah, it. I feel COVID, that. COVID put a real monkey wrench in everything. It did. So. COVID in life. But, you know, that was, you know, you know, last year's problem. So now we need to can't use that as an excuse anymore, <laughs> I guess. Right. But my favorite resolution is 1920 by 1080. It's a good one. We're not going to go there. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Dave, what about you? What's your, do you have any resolutions? I, I don't, I also don't really do resolutions in the traditional sense. Um, I also find it to be a counterproductive practice most of the time, um, especially for someone like me who has executive functioning problems and uh, routine. <laughs> uh, r- routines are weird for me. Uh, sure. I don't establish them very well. And established routines can be changed instantaneously for me. Like routines don't really, they're not really a thing for me. Um, and so creating like a resolution for me, isn't really a productive exercise, but I'm especially when they're open-ended, like we were joking about a second ago, <laughs> Yeah, uh, they have to, if, if I'm going to set a goal for something, being more precise about it is inobtainable. Yeah. Uh, you gotta know what it is you're working for. Again, I, I deal with this kind of stuff all the time because I have to live in the world where I'm about to say, this sounds like executive function and I don't executive function. I'm about to say, this sounds like somebody who's been in therapy before. Cause, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't compensate. I I have to compensate for all of that. And so I'm constantly making resolutions. I make resolutions all year long. Um, and, uh, it just, goes by the way I, I gotta strike when the iron is hot and plan as well you. as i can Makes sense. but establishing routines isn't really a thing what about what about you mr uh former mr <laughs> uh, metal detector well i have i have five resolutions um none of them are open wait uh, you, we only have time for five i'm yeah, sorry well, that's all i've got so uh okay <laughs> number one um uh, i need to get in shape as well so uh let's do it goal number one is to lose 50 more pounds between now and comic palooza um, I've been working out, trying to lose weight since September. I'm down 67 pounds. Need to lose another 50 by nice. Comic Palooza, and then another 50 by the end of the year to be at my goal weight. So that's the objective. Let's do it. I'm yeah. I think it's very doable. Uh, Let me talk to you about what you're doing then. <laughs> so that's a lot of weight to lose in that small amount. I got of a time. lot more to lose than you, so that's it's easier when you're bigger, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, so number two, and this kind of falls into. The last three or four years, my life has just been so busy. Uh, we had a baby, we moved houses, we sold our old house, moved to apartment, moved again. I've changed jobs two times. Like it's just been so much going on and all of my projects have sort of gone by the wayside. So goal number two, George in March, I want to resume working on speaking to evil for real. <laughs> I know I've been the problem. We haven't been working on it, but in March, uh, I'm going to be connecting with you and we're going to be resuming that. So I am putting that, that I am putting that on my calendar yeah. and I will be calling you March 1st. That's the comic book that uh, Justin and George do together. Yeah. Well, it's been 
four years since we've worked on anything with it really, but um, wow, life's just been, been long. life's just been getting in the way. And now I'm finally at a point yeah. where I understand my job. I'm good at my job. I don't have to devote as much energy to learning it. Um, I'm settled into the house. The baby's doing great. So I have time to do things again. Um, so that's one thing I really want to get back to. And then the goal, in addition to that, is I want to have issues four and five published by the end of 2024. So we'll get at least two issues done this year. Uh, to go along with that, another sort of in limbo project is Mind Fudge Comedy. Uh, you know, that's not really my fault. That's more Andy's fault than anything. But uh, I'm going to force <laughs> yeah. him to at least record. I feel like this is all just a, a <laughs> passive aggressive uh, attack on George from Justin. It, that's all this No, is. no, George. <laughs> Justin, isn't it, isn't Justin's, Justin's resolutions are all about what George needs. <laughs> that's to not do. entirely true. That's not entirely true. It's just this this particular, these particular two. <clears throat> so Mind Fudge, I want to do it four shows this year at least. Um, one a quarter, I think, is something that Andy should be able to commit to. Um, if he says he's going to do it, it's I'm going to fucking quarterly drive show. to Laporte right. and, and fucking make him come back and record with me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do some shows. So there will be some new Mind Fudge comedy by the end of 2024. Um, All right. Moving on. Uh, number four, something that I've always kind of wanted to do as a metalhead and have never done before is create a battle jacket. Um, I thought about doing it a bunch and uh, Carrie did his a couple years ago, kind of inspired yep. me. So this year I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, I've been looking at patches and stuff. So, you know, I don't know exactly when or how long it's going to take or anything, but um, it's, it's never too late to create a battle. Yeah. Jacket. It's something to write a passage for all metal heads that I haven't gone through yet. So got to do that. I, I, uh, I bought a vest for my Casey Jones Halloween costume. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was going to turn mine into a, a movie battle jacket. That's cool. There you sure. go. You can it, battle jackets. <laughs> people think it only has to be metal. It can be whatever makes you happy, whatever you want to wear to show other people that you love. That can be, it can be movies, can be whatever. Show people what you're battle yeah, jacket. I, I'm planning to start a separate, like uh not non-music battle jacket oh cool uh because i've got my my music one that's all band stuff and i'm thinking i've got some patches that don't fit and i'm thinking of starting like a pop culture vest i'm still trying to get I'm still trying to get kim to do her battle jacket somebody's calling for you carrie she my wife just texted that she wants to make a battle ja- jacket so she should i mean we should all do it and then you know <laughs> we should all do it and then i'll take a group photo yeah. like like a really how, cheesy how, one are, uh, how are your stitching skills minor mine, mine? Okay. terrible yeah. Kim, Kim did all mine, so I know hers is going to look good. Kat- Catherine has a sewing machine, so I probably will be using that. Cool. Uh, okay, so battle jackets by October, right? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely by October. Yeah, I'm going to start working on mine um, next month. So October is very doable. A great place to look. I need is, to find uh, the right patches. A great place to look is pull the patches. Uh, yeah, um, they have a lot of great. Pull, pull the pull the plug. Patches. Pull the plug. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the you. site I've been looking yeah. at. They they have some stuff I like. Yeah, I've been looking at ordering a couple of things from them. Doing too. a giant harakiri for the sky back piece though. That's going to be the the main one for me. <laughs> that's that's that that tracks. Yeah, that's that pretty tracks, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then we that comes to number five for my uh, resolutions, and this is something that I've been toying with doing. Is this the big? This tease? is the big tease. This is the All super right. secret project I've been working on for the last month. Um. So I've, I've always wanted to talk about metal, write about metal, uh, review metal, interview people. And I've never really gotten to, to do that except on this show. You know, I've never had my own format for doing that. 
And I know Sean has the metal pigeon and some of our other friends are metal bloggers as well. And so I finally did it and I finally created my own site. Uh, So harshvocals.com is where you can go and read my reviews. I do podcasts. I do blogs. I do interviews. Um, I'm doing a podcast with Christian Renner. Um, If you in the metal, if you're in the metal geeks uh, Facebook group, I'm sure you're familiar with him. Um, We've had him on the show. We've had him on the show as well. Yeah. So he and I, he and I have done two episodes of the harsh vocals podcast so far. We did a best of 2023 and then we did an episode where we talked about battle jackets and uh, the format's basically going to be where we listen to all the music that comes out every week uh, because we do that anyways. And then every two weeks we're going to convene and bring our three favorite albums to discuss. Uh, And so we'll play songs from those six albums, discuss them. And then we'll also have a topic we talk about um, at the end of the show. So that's great because you two guys listen to the most albums of anybody <laughs> that I know. So that's going to be, that's a lot of albums. to pick It from. is, it is. And I think the first two episodes turned out great. Um, it was a lot of work. I, go check out the site. I mean, you guys are all on your computer, go to harshvocals.com, take a look at it. It was a lot of work building the site. This is probably the most involved site I've built so far. Uh, we have blog posts. We have a couple of reviews up there. Um, and the cool thing that, I like about this is that it's not just going to be my site. So any of our friends that are in metal geeks, any of our friends that are in the metal chat, any of our friends on Facebook that want to write about metal, uh, you're welcome to write and post on my site. I mean, it's not a paid gig or anything, but if you have something you want to say, if you want to talk about albums or find something you truly love and just want to, you know, write a love letter for other metal heads to read, reach out to me. Uh, I'll set you up with an account and you guys can post articles as you want. Um, as I said, it's not just a podcast. The podcast is one aspect of this, but, uh, you know, the post and the writing, that's the other side of it. So I'm really, so really excited about it. I'm, I'm super happy for you. This is great news. Uh, this brings me up to a project that I've been working on for the past six months that we're still trying to get off the ground with a few other people. And I will talk to you about this offline, but I would like to invite you to be, a big part of that too. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And I kind of figured you would, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I got to give, I got right, cool. well, to give big thanks to Dave though, too. Cause he gave me a, uh, a great image to use as my profile picture on all the Facebooks and Twitters and Instagrams and everything. And coincidentally, he called it the speaker and it's basically like a big skull guy with a pentagram in his mouth. It's the perfect fit for a site called harsh vocals. <laughs> Who did your uh, logo? What is- uh, that one was a guy on Fiverr. Um, I don't think it's perfect, okay. but I, I like it for the most part. Uh, you got to listen to an episode of the podcast though, and hear the intro track we have. That was another guy I found and Holy shit. It's awesome. Uh, I really love the intro. Okay. I will do that. So, all right, let's move on, uh, to the topic at hand, our 2023 rewind. Uh, and since we're talking about metal, let's start with metal. Um, I let's do our top 10. I've already, I've done my my top 50 or whatever it was <laughs> on the last episode of MSRcast. So um, I'm interested to hear Dave's and, and George's top albums, really. I know Justin's because he's already posted it, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to start with George, your top 10 music albums of 2023. I don't think I have 10. Uh... Did you not prepare? Well, no, I just didn't have 10 albums to choose from. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, Health. Well, whatever whatever your top albums are, then. Uh, Health, Rat Wars. I really like that album. Uh, the Night Versus album. Every sound, color, 
the whole i don't remember the whole title mm-hmm. uh Sewin, uh the new Sewin album i've listened to that more than i thought i would okay M- memorial right is that the name of it yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh spirit adrift the ghost at the gallows mm. and that's, uh, that's on my list too joey valance and bray it's a uh hip-hop <laughs> group called punk tactic well the album is called punk tactics don't you mean beastie boys uh well they're very heavily inspired by <laughs> oh yeah and then uh, host uh, nine. Those are my top albums. Of really, twenty twenty three. That makes me happy. There you go. I know Spirit of Drift. I'm glad that I made you happy. <laughs> I think Spirit of Drift is the only one. I know you lived. To, I know you lived to make me happy, so that's okay. I that's get exactly it. it. What'd you say, Justin? I'm I, sorry. I, I think Spirit of Drift is the only one on there that I actually heard. <laughs> oh well. What about you, Dave? Do you have your list? Yeah, uh, there's actually some uh, surprising similarities between Ooh. mine and George's. What? There's a yeah, he mentioned a couple that are on my list. Um, so uh, my list George was doesn't really together. hate that. My list was thrown together today, uh, <laughs> based on the. I, I didn't do all of it today, but I came up with the the final countdown today. But it, basically, what I did was I just grabbed all of the albums that I recognize that I remembered have making an impression on me, threw them into a playlist and then just started weeding it out. Yeah. Is, and so that's, and today I, I finalized it. Uh, so, um, man, making those last few cuts is always hard. Yeah. Uh, so number 10 for me was spirit adrift ghost of the gallows. No. Oh. Uh, number nine was tree glove, the ritual. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's that guy's from Croatia. He's a one man project. It's a fucking awesome album. <laughs> it is really good. It's killer. It's very like melodic uh, black metal uh, ish. <laughs> um, it's good. I like that one a lot. Um, number eight for me was As in Hell MP Hora. No, really? Um, yeah i i I think a lot of why I like this album is because of who it is. Um, so this is a band that it is, uh, it's a side project for the dude from Volbeat, um, who I'm like, whatever on Volbeat, they're fine. Um, I like the last time oh, I saw them I remember live, this though, album. that was a good album. Last time I saw them live, they were really good live though. He's um, not the vocalist, I, right? He's just a guitar player and songwriter. Uh, in this band. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was he, the guy um, from is it the guy from Asphix or I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I was going with the Volbeat connection though. That's the one that I was familiar with. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm kind of whatever on them and they're on Volbeat's recordings. But the last time mm-hmm. I saw them live, they were really good. And he was wearing a battle vest at that show, and all of the patches on it. I was like, I want to hear the band that sounds like that that you're in because Volbeat <laughs> doesn't sound like any of those bands. <laughs> this is that band cool. as in hell is his heavy music band. Um, and uh, I like it. It's very th- thrashy death metal kind of stuff. Uh, it yep. was fun and it stuck with me. So it made the cut. Uh, number seven, Catatonia sky void of stars. This one was probably just going to end up on the list no matter what, because it's Catatonia and they end up, coming back through for me. They're a favorite of mine. Um, so I, I never really like sat with this album, 
but I heard all of the songs on it so many times through the year. And I finally got to see them for the first time a couple months ago. And so that was really cool as well. Uh, six was cattle decapitation, Terracite. It's uh, a fantastic it surprise the hell out of me. <laughs> that surprised my, the hell out of me. That is my surprise album of the year too. Yeah. Um, I, um, have loosely followed cattle decapitation for 20 years ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really surprised and latched onto this one. There's some really strong tracks on here. Um, yeah, just some brutal drumming and God, I don't know this and some catchy choruses yeah. and shit even too. Super fucking catchy. So, it's weird. So right? Decap- like, yeah, I, I feel like I dismissed this album when it first came out. Um, I mean, I, I knew what to expect from cattle decapitation. And I think when I first heard it, I was listening to it with those ears you know, like, Oh, this is just another cattle decapitation mm-hmm. album. Um, and then towards the end of the year, when we hit that glut in December where there's just no new music coming out, I went back and started listening to stuff. And this was one that I heard with new ears, uh, during that time period, I'd already made my list, so it didn't really make my list, but, uh, I really fell in love yeah. with it and I actually ordered the vinyl. Um, uh, it's a fantastic album. Um, if I had spent more time with it yep. through the year, it would definitely have made it higher onto mine. I, I, mean, I totally agree with you there. Number five is uh, Creeping Death, Boundless Domain. Uh, they're local, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, they're from Texas. I believe they're Dallas. Um, yeah, Dallas area. Yeah, there's a from Dallas. There's okay. a show they're going to be playing in Houston as well. <laughs> not too far from now that I'm going to be going to May twenty May twenty fifth with uh, I know In Flames. Yeah, it's uh, In Flames, Creeping Death, and um, uh, who was the third band? Gate Creeper. Gate Creeper. That's oh, right. cool. Yeah, it's a cool, good yeah. show. It's actually the, the weekend of Comic Palooza, so some of our fellow yep. mod, metal podcasters are maybe going to be attending, and then all of us are going to the show together. Cool. I could possibly do that. It's not that far. It's a walk. It's a, in walking distance. Yeah, I bought my tickets already. So, <laughs> all right. So if you haven't heard Creeping Death, it's very like in the tradition of old school death metal. Yeah. Um, very straightforward, traditional death metal style, but it is solid. It's they are so stuff. fun live too. I saw them opening up for, uh, with the carcass earlier in the year. I believe that was the show. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a pretty good fit there. Uh, number four was night versus every sound has a color in the Valley of night. Part one. Um, what he said. Uh, yeah. that one. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Album. I don't think so, I've heard this. <laughs> what is it? Night versus I brought it to I talked about it before. Uh, That's how I found out la- about it. And uh, I actually I talked about them when they had an album out a couple of years ago. Uh, mm. I think it made my list. But I know I at least talked about it. Um, but yeah, Night versus is like a instrumental prog oh, band. Yeah, um, yeah, and I dig good instrumental. Me, I. I think a lot of bands would be served to just forego a vocalist altogether. Uh, <laughs> I know, uh, I know yeah. George agrees with you there. Um, a lot of times they're not really adding anything and they would just, I, I would get more out of it if they would shut up. Night versus <laughs> is the kind of music where it's like, it's just about the instrumentation. Don't have to worry about that part of it. And this is all noodly proggy, lots hmm. of layers and atmospheres and, uh, the final track on this album features Justin Chancellor, who's the bass player from Tool. Um, so I, whether that's a selling point for you or not, that's it. It doesn't <laughs> help me, thing. but that's okay. 
I'm gonna. Check it helps out. me. I like Tool. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I didn't, except for the last album, it was horrible. Yeah, it really was. Uh, <laughs> it was bad. bad yeah. I waited a long time for an album to be that bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Night versus Cool Stuff, instrumental prog shit. Cool. Uh, number three was Enforced War Remains. Yeah. Um, this album came out pretty early in the year, and I kept coming back to it just constantly. Um, this is like the best Slayer album that Slayer never put out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very much kind of in that genre. Yeah, they don't sound quite like Slayer, but the way, like the it, I, I know exactly. I, I have a band on the my way the riffs are written like and all of about. that. <laughs> What'd you say? I have a band on my top 10 list for, that is just like another band that I could say the same thing about. <laughs> oh, okay. And Carrie yeah. King has nothing to do with his band. Uh, so yeah, this, this album is just, uh, intense, very thrashy stuff, uh, high energy and just solid riffing all the way through. It stuck with me really well. Um, number two enslaved Heimdall. Uh, I'm actually surprised this made it as high on my list as it did. Um, because I didn't really sit and like really sit with this album, but again, I heard all of the parts of it broken up over the year and I knew every part of it so well that I was like, Oh, I actually did really like all of this album in pieces. And you know, was, you, you know, my love ahead. of enslaved, right? I love me too. Band. They're one of my favorites. So, you know, where, uh, you know, where this, you know, what this hit on my, my top 50 where 32. Yeah. There was just so much good stuff. That yeah, was a crazy year. Like I, I could easily make like a top 100 album, album list. Like yeah. it's yeah. just wild. How much good stuff came out in 2023. The Enslaved was like a, again likely to just end up on my list anyway, just because that, I'm a big fan. I heard a new song. They just put out a, a new track already in 2024. Yeah, I, th- I can't remember the name I, of it. I just I listened to it listened tonight. To Gan Gandhi or something like that. G a n g a n d i. Yeah, I saw that come out a couple days ago. It's good. And uh, my number one, uh, also f- kind of predictable, uh, but Soen Memorial. Mm-hmm. Big Soen like fan. Three over so. three overlapping albums there. That's surprising. Yeah, right? <laughs> that Yeah, that And Soen George had- only had, and he only had like five. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I told that you Soen I was going to keep it hard, guys. I was going for the top five. I was trying to make it. That Soen uh, tour last year was fucking amazing. I still think about that show. Yeah, so I just I I have a dream like prog goth metal show lineup, no. and it turns out I'm just seeing it in pieces. I've got one <laughs> left to go. My dream lineup was um, Leprous, Soen, and Catatonia. So there you go. I saw Soen December last. I saw Catatonia this previous December. So now I just this December I need to, <laughs> to see Leprous, I guess. Soen and Leprous are both playing prog power. So if you want to go to Atlanta in September, we can go see them. <sighs> hmm. But mm-hmm. it's in Atlanta though. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is too far out for me to even think about right now. I know. Um all right, very very cool. I, uh, all good choices. Um and all different than my top 10, which is very surprising. Uh, all right, Justin, I know I've, oh, I've seen your list. Oh, can I, can I mention a, a oh, couple of, of honorable mentions before yeah, sure. we, we move Definitely. on? Please. Um, Leper Colony almost made my top 10 self-titled album. Again, just kind of 
traditional polished death metal stuff. I haven't I haven't heard that. I I liked it. I kept coming back to it. <laughs> Self-titled album by Leper Colony. <laughs> uh Black Braid 2 yes. again another one that almost made the top 10. Yeah. Uh Carrie I also uh a late cut in my top 10 was no spoon opus. Mm. Uh, you turned me onto that one and I really, I, I found it pretty fun. It's really um, good, right? Yeah. The one other one I wanted to mention because it surprised the shit out of me that I liked it. And then it surprised the shit out of me when I found out who it was, which was born through fire, purify and refine. Uh, it's very, it's metal core E, but it's, mm-hmm good enough that I didn't care at all that it was metalcore like uh, I was just really enjoying it and then I found out that it was uh, Tim Lambesis's new band Oh, and I'm like oof <laughs> uh, so I gotta like what's interesting though I haven't really dug into it but like some of the lyrics and stuff in here I'm like if there's some genuine expression to this album the guy is at least dealing with his shit. It seems like, um, so maybe, maybe this is part of therapy for him and he's becoming a better person. <laughs> I can hope. Well, but yeah, that'd, I, be, that'd be good. It's a solid album. I just don't know how much I can get behind it because, you know, Tim Lambesis, the, the attempted wife murderer. So I was about to say, yeah. Uh, or assassin, I guess. And George uh, likes Austrian Death Machine, too. <laughs> Didn't they come out with a new, new album like last week? Did they really? Yeah. yeah, I tried listening to it. It's not that great. I didn't know that. All right. Uh, are, are you good, Dave? I'm good. Awesome. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, never. Uh, this is the most I'm going to talk because all the rest of my lists are a lot shorter. So That's okay. Uh, Justin, <laughs> yeah, so, your turn. Um, Please. If you haven't seen it on Facebook or anywhere else that I posted, you know, you'll know you be shocked by some of these, but I pretty much posted everywhere I possibly could. So, uh, number 10 for me is King fury and death. Um, this is the album I was talking about when I interrupted Dave, when he was talking about the Slayer, like album, <laughs> um, <clears throat> King sounds like classic immortal. If they made an album today and used modern production, um, it is a love letter to immortal all the way through. And as you know, immortal is one of my favorite bands. So, uh, this thing just kicks ass. If you like immortal or like classic frosty, grim black metal at all, you got to check out King Fury and death. It's, I will have to check that out. It's really, really good. Um, Triglav, the ritual, my number nine, that guy, super talented. Both albums that he's released just are amazing. And, uh, can't wait to see what he does next. Cause he's only going to get better. Number eight for me was moonlight sorcery horned, the Lord of the thorned castle. Fuck. How did that, that one slip? Okay. Hang on late yeah. minute adjustment to my list. I can't believe I missed that one. That one is replacing something and is going to your number like, one. But no, actually, honestly, it should be like number two or number three. Mm. That album kicks yeah, ass. It really does. It's, there's something magical about it. Um, it just, it's super, it's like symphonic black metal with like mellow deaths and reminds me of Castlevania. Sound- it sounds like black metal from 1994. Yeah, it does. It's awesome. Um, so like last year we talked about the Stormkeep album at the end of the year because it had really just kind yep. of dominated a lot of people's lists. And I think they started a movement where that classic black metal sound with good production is kind of coming into, you know, the modern era. 
So like Stormkeep, Moonlight Sorcery, those are two out, two uh, people that are in that group. Another one's Blowed Man. He just released an EP that's just fucking phenomenal. Um, but Moonlight Sorcery, Horn Lord, and Thorncastle, it's a magical album full of you know soaring guitars and uh, great riffs, and it's one of the most fun black metal albums I've heard in a long time. Um, highly, highly recommended. Number seven for me is man, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> Number seven for me is the first of four French black metal bands on my top 10. Um, it was a, you know, we, it was a crazy year for French black metal um, because I think I have six or seven more in my 25 through 50 list. Um, they're just, they're wow. dominating and it's, it's crazy. Like the best black metal is not coming out of, you know, Norway or Finland or Sweden or anywhere except for France these days. Um, and I'm just, I love all of it. It's so fucking good. Uh, so number seven was Moonrike, a mare. Um, heard this one back in January. It, it was a constant playthrough of the entire year. I probably heard the album over a hundred times. I uh, just could not get enough of it. It's very melodic black metal with a lot of raw emotion built into it. Um, it kind of reminds me of what Garia does where I, I love that passion of the vocalist built into these incredible melodies. Um, and, and it's a it's a great album that slipped under everybody's radar somehow. I'm not sure how, how or why. Uh, Moonrike's put out, I think, four albums so far, and the other ones weren't that good. So they've definitely had a huge leap in quality between their last album and this one. Um, I love this album, and I'll tell anybody who will listen. Uh, number six was a band called Aedon. They did an album called Portraits. They're another French black metal band. Um, they did a concept album, so this one's all about nine individual people that some of them are based on real people. Some of them are based on fictitious characters and it's all about their um, downfalls basically. Like, so every single song has really high highs and really low lows. Um, and it's kind of a unique concept album because I haven't heard an album where every single song has highs and lows like that um, in, in relatively short tracks. I mean, the, the songs are like four or five minutes. They're not, you know, long form 24 minute songs like bell witch or something. So, <clears throat> I can't get enough of Adon portraits. Um, it's very beautiful. Just a beautiful album. Uh, number five is one that probably the only one probably that Carrie and I share, uh, fires in the distance air, not meant for us. <laughs> um, yep. I'm not a huge doom guy, you know that, but, uh, I'd say that this is more mellow doom than mellow death. Yeah. And yeah, the okay. very first time I heard it, I said, what is this? And then <laughs> I was turned on to it. Couldn't turn myself off from it. Um, I I really liked their last album too, but yeah, this is it's like the perfect blend of Mellow Doom and like the way they use a piano. Mm-hmm. It's not an accent; it's an actual instrument in the band, yeah. and it, it's just per, a perfect blend. It, um, and the guitar tone and the riffs are just amazing on this yeah, album. This is another one that's just really pretty the whole way through, and uh, yeah. And the, the album is so good, they did an instrumental version of it, too. Yep. I couldn't get enough of it. I bought this one on vinyl as well. Actually, I bought everything in my top 10 on vinyl this year. That's how good they all were. Um, so definitely check out Fires in the Distance if you haven't yet. Uh, number four is Inherits the Void, the Impending Fall of the Stars. This is another one-man black metal project, but arguably the best one that's out there. Uh, this guy is insanely talented. Um, it kind of sounds like the old style in flames. If in flames was a black metal band, uh, huh. it has, it has like a Gothenburg 
black metal feel to it. I, I don't really know how else to describe it, but okay. it is just fantastic. Um, if you you know the the best thing about these one man projects, they can do whatever they want. No inner band term. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, that's horseshit. As a creative myself, I can assure you, he's got tons of content. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, probably so. But uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it here at Savoy. Um, they have. I have to check that one out. Albums, I haven't heard so, it yeah, you absolutely have to. Uh, I think all of you would enjoy it. I think George might even enjoy it. The vocals aren't so bad that he would be turned off. Maybe um, number three is a band that we made fun of last year, uh, Sato Misery. Um, I know that I posted them as, you know, good album with a bad band name in our group chat. Uh, there's some like that for yeah, sure. So Sada misery is pretty terrible, uh, for a band name, but they're phenomenal musicians. And when their last album came out, there were parts of it that I thought were really masterful, but it wasn't quite a good enough album to make anywhere near my end of the list. Mm. This one, however, Maseroth, holy shit. It might be the best death metal album of the year. Um, and that's, that's saying something considering all the bands we've talked about already. Uh, have you listened to this one, Carrie or Dave? I have not. I need to, Mm-mm. I'd be really interested to hear your opinions on it. Um, okay. a lot of metal sites swooped in at the end of the year and added it to their top 10 lists. And where are they, where are they from? They're are American. They like, uh... They're American. I think they're North Carolina. Okay. Um, oh. it's, I was trying to find them and I think I must've typed something wrong. What is the name the of the band again? is Sado misery. S O D O M I S E R Y. And the name of the album is Maseroth. Gotcha. Okay. I got it. <clears throat> it's really, really good. I think, I think you guys will both dig it. Um, I will definitely check it out. Number two is the only German black metal band that made my top 10. And this is a band called permutation. The album's called transients. Um, this is this, this is their debut album. It's a duo. Uh, it sounds like this is their seventh or eighth album. The production value is so high. The technical aspects are just incredible. Um, if I'd spent more time with this album, it might've made my list. I remember it being really good from the first time I heard it. I was hooked. Um, it's got tons of catchy melodies, mm-hmm. uh, really strong riffing, just everything about it. I like, uh, plus they seem to be super nice guys. Cause when I bought the album, they sent me like a personalized thank you. And what's the name of the band again? One more time. Permutation. How do you spell that? P E R M U T A T I O N. Gotcha. And the album's transients. <clears throat> and I think it's a, it's, I think it's kind of one of those like gateway albums where, you know, if you don't really like hard music, you could listen to this one and, and kind of ease your way into it a little bit. Um, it's something that has a lot more mass appeal than just the guy who likes black metal listening to it. Uh, however, my number one is not <laughs> my number one is strictly for fans of melodic black metal and real melodic black metal uh, bands called penitence on and the album is called Nature Morte. Uh, these guys are French as well, if you couldn't tell. I I, I think I gathered that from the yeah. <laughs> Um Holy shit. Uh, I don't even really know what to say about this album because it's so hard to define. I'm still hearing new things every time I listen to it, and I probably played it 45, 50 times at this point. Um, it's such a unique black metal album even from all the stuff that comes out today and all the stuff I listen to, um, I'm just mesmerized by it. And I really hope these guys stay together and I really hope they make more albums because this is damn near a masterpiece. Uh, so check it out. If you like the kind of music I like, um, if not, 
it's probably not for you. George won't like this one. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> George won't like it. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions you wanted to discuss? I do, real quick. Um, so I got to give a, an honorable mention to Cloak because uh, I know a lot of people mm. seem like this is the mm-hmm. year they discovered Cloak, and I've been talking about them since like 2018. Yep. Um, their new album is fantastic. It ended up number 12 on my list. Uh, same thing with Mefarash. Um, when Shimha Mefarash mm, came out, yeah. they were like my number two. I talked about, I raved about Mefarash. Um, so their new album, Crystal Law, came out, and it is. I think they make a powder for that. <laughs> it is just as good as the first album was. Um, and I saw it on a bunch of end of year lists. So they're finally getting some respect. They're a, a Swedish black metal band. Huge, huge fan of Mefarash. Um, if you haven't checked them out and you like my kind of music, Again, they're one you should. And then number 11 was Imperium Decadence. Um, they're one of the best duos making black metal. Uh, they're just Their stuff's just so beautiful and intense and melodic. Doesn't their name have a Z in it? It does. It's Imperium yeah, Decadence. Decadence. <laughs> but yeah. they're really, really good. Um, I, have, I, I, didn't, I didn't listen to the new album. I needed to check that I out. I got a couple more that didn't even make our top 30 that I just want to toss out. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. of Cattle Decapitations, Terracide, I said, well, maybe there were other death metal bands I didn't give a fair shot to. So I went back and I listened to Two Mold's new album. Um, it's mm. really good as well. Yeah. Uh, I went back and I listened to um, the album called Sworn, or the band called Sworn. Um, they're a Swedish melodic death metal band um, with black and influences. Really, really loved their last album. Uh, and then the only other two that I wanted to mention was a band called Majesties, which is like a Gothenburg sounding melodic death metal band. But yep. uh, it would have made it on my list. I know Sean had it in his top 10, except I'd say that was like really high. The production value is just list. shit on that album. Unfortunately, the the vocals are so far in the back. Um, it, if oh, things really? had been mixed better, this definitely would have made my top 30. Um, I definitely maybe, had maybe it was albums. on purpose because they were like, uh, we don't like the way he sounds. We're just gonna <laughs> put his vocals all the way. I mean, in the back. Nick, I had a few albums on my list that were like that. The like the new And Oceans. If the production was better, <laughs> it would have been definitely higher on my list. Yeah, uh, And Oceans Sucked. was my number twenty-two. I, I thought it was a great album, but it was mixed poorly. It's my number twenty. Yeah, uh, and then the very last one is one that I discovered well into January. Um, it's a black metal project from Slovakia. Uh, the band's called Strayhor. Um, if I had heard this, would you call me S T R A H O R? Um, if I had found this earlier in the year, it definitely would have made my top 30 list. It's just really, really good. I've come back to it a bunch of times this month, but what can you do when you find it late? You know? Yeah. Um, I want to do mine real quick. Cause I got really into in depth on these on the last episode of MSRcast. So I'm going to just do my top 10 real quick. My number 10 is Shores of Null, The Loss of Beauty, who are now uh, on the 70K <laughs> coming up next week. I would love to see them live. Um, one Big surprise for me this year. One of my fave Ghost Doom albums of the year. Um, it's like a doomier Alice in Chains meets Paradise Lost. Hmm. Really like it. Um, number nine for me was one of the first, one of my couple of prog bands on my top 10. Uh, Riverside, ID Entity. Such a catchy album. Uh, I'm really late to the game on this band, but I really love this new album. Number eight for me is a band that I interviewed on MSR cast early in the year. Next Kriegsgrave, uh, Fires in the Fall. Yeah, Kriegsgrave made my, um, my top 30. It's a, they're, they're fantastic. It's a great album. Yeah. Um, there's just so much good stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it was just one of my favorite discoveries of the year. You know, when you put something on and you, you you just you're immediately drawn into it and i love this album so much um 
Number seven for me is On Thorns I Lay, the self-titled album. Uh, another heavy, brutal Death Doom album. Killer production, catchy choruses, everything about it I love. Number six for me was uh, an Austin band that's uh, really blowing up. Hinayana, uh, Shatter and Fall. I saw them last year and they were great. Um, if you like Wolfheart, you're going to love this band. Hmm. And they even had Tomas from Wolfheart on one of their songs. So makes sense. Uh, number five for me was No Spoon, uh, Opus. That's apparently how you pronounce it. That's how they said it on an interview on the Metal Exchange podcast. And I take their word for yeah. it since it's their band. That's what those, that's what those, <laughs> they're wrong. The letters mean. <laughs> no spoon. Uh, one, it's, it's what it looks like. I know. Uh, one of the best prog metal albums. I mean, one of the best albums of this past year. Uh, it's so catchy, so memorable. Um, the, there's lots of killer melodies and just elements and melody are in the entire album that I love. They have, elements in the beginning of one of the songs and they they revisit later in the album that that just impresses the hell out of me great album number four for me with fires in the distance air not meant for us so good what more can we say we already talked about it and if uh george doesn't like the vocals listen to the instrument actually i think george might like fires in the distance you guys should do that for metal yeah uh number three for me was sort of a duo it's insomnium anno 1696 with songs of the dusk because they wrote them all together and they sort of go together i don't know what's going on with insomnium man like the last few albums i just have not been able to connect to winter's gate blew me away everything after that yeah uh, i've been really like lukewarm on all of it hmm that's because it was so cold (laughs) maybe maybe that's what it was i don't know (laughs) Uh, you, you and the metal pigeon have the same opinion because he didn't really dig it that much either, but that's okay. Everybody has their I, own opinions. I liked heart bite, like a grave, not as much as yeah. like winter's winter's gate and shadows, but I did like yeah. it, but I had trouble getting into this one. I like the, oh, really? On, yeah. Ev- basically everything since heart, like the heart, like a grave, <clears throat> I've had a little bit of trouble. I think the title it. track for heart, like a grave is fucking masterpiece, but the rest of the album is kind of lukewarm. <laughs> Maybe they're just like single guys now. They just make good singles. Maybe that's how that's how they're lukewarm because they're inside of a tauntaun. I don't know. Come up with that Star Wars Hoth joke. But I'm. T- <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Hey, exactly. <laughs> no, the tauntaun. Oh yeah. Um, number two for me was Host Nine. Uh, I don't know how many times I listened to this album. It was my, it was my happy place in 2023. If you don't know who host is, it's basically uh, two members from Paradise Lost, and it's their Depeche Mode loving tribute. Uh, they did an album in the '90s called Host. <laughs> I thought Paradise Lost was their Depeche. <laughs> no, well, they had eras of Depeche Mode loving uh, of this and this. Is I know, I kid. I, it's I fine. Kid. You kid, you kid. I, I really love this album so much, and. Tomorrow's Sky is probably my most played song of the year. Uh, number one for me is another prog metal band who I'm excited to see in just a few weeks, and that's Haken, uh, Fauna. Uh, mm. Phenomenal album. I just love everything about this album. And my number one song of the year was The Alphabet of Me from this album. Can't say more about it. I, I cannot wait to see them again mm-hmm. live. 
they were one of the last bands that we saw right before COVID hit. Yep. And they were open phenomenal. For, open for Heavy Devi. Yep, for Devin. And that was a, they were really good, too. Yeah. And it, the show they're doing in February, it's a night with Haken. So there's no other band. And they're playing the new album in its entirety. And they're going to do another set with other tracks. So it's going to be fun. But it's, yeah. It, there you go. And if you want to hear the rest of my, my list, uh, I'm going to actually post it on the Metal Geek Society pretty soon. But the latest episode of Cast, we really go in, in depth. So, uh, I want to get into video games really quick, because I know I have probably more than you guys, but then, uh, did you guys pick any of your top games of the past year? Yeah, I've got mine written down. Yes. I got mine as well. All right. We can prepare. Uh, I, I, only, I only played three games this year, so. Okay, I have more than three on my wow, list. Wow, I have so more games okay. than George? What's going on? <laughs> uh, George, you have three. Let's go with you. Let's go with that. Uh, starting from the bottom, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. It's one of the best games of the year. I agree. And uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is my number two. And number one with the bullet, Spider-Man number two. All right. I can I can, I can, can dig what you're throwing down. <clears throat> you pick all good games. Down. I, I, I can dig it. I played all three of those games. Well, to completion you play every game that's that that's, is not true plays a lot of games that is not true <laughs> i do play a lot of games but in, in comparison of anyone else i know all right well you play that's all fair. you play the most games okay that's fair i'll take it but i don't play every game uh what about you dave what's, what's your tops <laughs> so uh i've played two new games this year if you count a remaster as a new game <laughs> i have some remasters but they're in my honorable mentions because i can't make them my in my top you know uh they released the uh enhanced version of quake 2 uh mm. at QuakeCon last year and i played it there is new content for it um but uh it was fun uh, other than that the only new game that i've played this year is cult of the lamb and it's incredible and I was late. I was late coming to that one. Um, but yeah, I like, see your I little enjoy. notification all the time on Steam when you start to play it. I leave it. I often leave it running during <coughs> oh, yeah. the day, to uh, so that if I grab a couple, well, I, it's not actively running. Like I'll leave it like paused, but mm. I'll uh, I leave it running so that if I grab, I can grab a couple of minutes and just check in and like you know <laughs> clean up my farm and you know, put out a couple decorations and then pause and go back about my days. Just kind of like a little, it's easy. It's a, one of the things I like about it is it's easy to kind of like drop in and out of. Yeah. Uh, Isn't there like a sex DLC coming out where you can have sex with your followers? It's out. Is it out? It's uh, it's, like, I've been fucking my followers. You, you you make your followers. You, you pick pick which ones you want to go into. So now it's like a dating sim. uh, And if that, well, if they are a successful match, they will uh, create a new cultist for you. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) There's a bunch of other new stuff they added as well. uh, If you haven't played it in a little while. I haven't played the DLC yet. I haven't played any of the DLC. Okay. uh, They added a, they added the blunderbuss as one of the weapon options. What is that? It's a, it's a gun. It's a, (laughs) it's like a flint, you know, a blunderbuss is like a flintlock shotgun. Basically. Uh, Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's a little bit different. But uh, it, I like what it adds to the game. 
So okay, uh, I'm down with that. But there's a bunch of new stuff that new that new content that came out last week. There's a lot to it. So I have it on my I have it on Game Pass, and I actually Kim has it on her Switch. So we'll have to play it. Uh, all right, what about you, Justin? What's your top games of 2023? Well, mine not, may mine may not have all come out in 2023, but these are all the games that I played this year. Um, so okay. number one was Elden Ring. Uh, I fell in love with Elden Ring at the end of last year and continued playing it all throughout the first six months of this year. Um, it's just such a cool world. Um, I know we did that one episode with uh, Lepoli, and she talked a lot about it. It's you know, yeah, she everything she said is true. Uh, <laughs> fell in love with Elden Ring. I bought the record. I bought the the artwork <laughs> art book. <laughs> like I'm and the and the sex toy. Uh, yes, I'm all about Elden Ring right now. So uh, played that. Played Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. Um, haven't devoted as much time to it as I wanted to. So Phantom Liberty, they've really, that's the DLC that mm-hmm. they've sort of like redesigned a lot of the game. They redesigned, right? But they also like redesigned the original game too, yeah, they right? Did. Like they just did a top bottom rebuild. Yeah. I haven't played it in a long time. I'll be honest with it's you. It's actually insane. Some of the things that you can do now in the game that you couldn't do before. Um, everything just feels <laughs> what I, what I've read is that it's worth starting a new save yeah. if you haven't. Oh, okay. it is everything just feels so much more fast paced. Combat's really fluid. Um, is Phantom Liberty a free update or do you? No, have it's I think it's thirty it's bucks, a, but it goes on sale all, right. all the time depending on what platform okay. you're on. Um, like I said, I haven't gotten too far into it just because time constraints. But uh, what I have played, I've enjoyed, and yeah, ever since the main storyline update, um, the game's just incredible. I already I already loved it before then, so I like it even more now. Um, number three for me was Vampire Survivors. Uh, it's a, just a real fun, easy to pick up yeah. game that you can just play in your spare time. It's something I go back to. There's a bunch of new. That's the new game style. Apparently, there's a bunch of new games like yeah. That. Uh, Vampire Survivors is just really fun. Um, great way to kill time. That's mostly what it is. For Talk me. about uh, looking like Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number four for me was Diablo four. I put a ton of time in Diablo four when it first came out. I played all of season one. Um, I skipped, we got to play together. Yeah, we did. We played a little bit. Yeah. I skipped season two. Christian really wants me to get back in for season three. So I probably will. Season three just came out, right? It's, it's a big time sink. So there's there's seasons in Diablo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They add new villains and, um, new fall, winter, summer, Yeah, new seasons, um, new ways, new and interesting ways to enhance your characters and stuff. And like you basically have to start over at level one when the new season drops and then any special gear or anything will transfer over to it carries the over to your legacy yeah. server. Um, when you go, it's very interesting how they do that. Yeah. I really enjoyed Diablo four. It's, it's really good. Um, it's a lot better than three was in my opinion. Uh, number five is Starfield. Um, I, I beat Starfield twice. Uh, saw a couple of different endings it's not the best Bethesda game, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in it. And uh, the twist in the storyline I thought was really well done. Um, and I like the fact that you're in a multiverse. So every time you restart it, you get a completely different universe with completely different, you know, characters and, you know, well, I didn't know yeah, that. that's, I didn't know that. Either. I mean, it's a spoiler alert, but we're a year out from it at this point. Um, <laughs> I could, I tried, I couldn't get into it. It was just, it, it was just, I'm not, Bethesda games are not. Yeah, there's my jam. Like it's okay. Twenty five, I think, different possible restarts. Um, and so some people have been trying to get them all. You know, uh, I've seen some where like you come back and every single human has been turned into a plant. I've seen some where like you come back and uh, 
instead of being a human, you're like one of the starborn people. Um, there's just a lot of different ones. And I think that's a really cool concept. Uh, some work better than others. Like I said, I only beat it twice so I could see the different storylines, but, um, Starfield's fun. If you like Bethesda games, uh, number six was metal Hellsinger. Uh, I played a lot of that off and on throughout the year. It's just a really fun rhythm game, rhythm slash shooter yeah. game. Uh, very unique, but if you like metal, you'll enjoy it because it's really easy to get wrapped up in what's going on. Um, and then number seven was stray. Uh, it's an older game, but I finally got around to beating it. I beat that game. Yeah. yeah. Kind of sad. My kids just started playing that. It's cute. It's, cute. it's a good game. The storyline is just really sad. So, <laughs> yeah. but it was good. I enjoyed it. And uh, that's it for my games. Very cool. Uh, let me get into mine real quick. Uh, I have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, like I said, I these are all sort of remasters or remakes, so it's hard to make them in my top. But Resident Evil 4, they they top to bottom redesigned that game, and it's so good. Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. Love that game. I love the, the Metroid Prime series. Um, uh, I guess I, I didn't know they had done that. Yeah, they're just the first one so far. Uh, two and that three was have a not. great fucking game. Metroid, yeah. The first Metroid Prime was fucking awesome. Still holds up like majorly. Uh, if you have a Switch, highly recommend picking that up. Uh, and then my other honorable mention is The Last of Us Part 1 Remaster. Complete from the ground up redo of the game, not just like updating the sprites or whatever. It's, it's an amazing version. I know Last of Us Part 2 uh, just came out, remaster one of that. But as but they didn't build it from the ground up like they did in part one. It's just a better looking version of it and some new stuff. There's like a there's a couple new modes and things like that. But all right, um, my number fifteen. I'm going to do my top fifteen. We'll go quick. <laughs> okay. My number fifteen is Doctor Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. I, I made you play this, didn't I, Dave? Yeah, uh, I've got in fact I've got it on my wish list. I'm going to oh, wait you? for it to be like super duper cheap. Uh, it is not reviewed well on No, Steam. but I love it so much. It's it's uh the the Meat Boy universe, but it's like a, a puzzle game. It gets fucking difficult. I will tell you that much. Um number 14 for me is Hi-Fi Rush. Now, this is a rhythm-based action platformer game, and it's so well done. The the it's a narrative-driven game. Um it's just one of my favorites. It was a big surprise. It was like a, they announced it like on like some Xbox uh, show and then surprise, it's available now for free on Game Pass and it's amazing. If you have Game Pass, check it out. Uh, number, what am I at? I have these, it's like weird. I think you're on uh, 12. 13. 13. No, number one. <laughs> <laughs> number 13 is Blasphemous 2, which is uh, another Metroidvania game in the style of Dark Souls. So it's very difficult, but it's just a, gothic uh evil looking game and it's just so much fun fighting a lot of demons and and all kinds of cool stuff uh number i guess number 12 now for me is diablo 4 i haven't completed the game yet because i i went off and did like one of the seasons but it's just like you said it's so much time devoted to that game Mm -hmm. i just don't have it right now um and then i have dave the diver not you dave but the Diver Dave. Now, this is a really interesting uh, indie game. You actually get to go diving off your ship, 
to find different special items and you find fish. And then once you get all the different fish and blah, 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 you go back up to your ship and then you, it turns into a food serving game where you working in a restaurant, you have to serve the food to people, but it's really well done. Um, This sounds like a mess, but it's like, not. I've been I've been keeping an eye sort of uh, on on it since it came out, and like the reviews for it on Steam oh, yeah. like are fantastic. Like there is some weird element to it. I don't want to spoil a lot, but there's a lot of you might be fighting some deep sea monsters and some mythological shit. Yeah, very uh, cosmic mm. in a way. That's mm. all I can say. I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, and <laughs> speaking in code, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. I'm a huge fan of Dead Cells already, um, but they combined it with the Castlevania universe, like music and and in in enemies and levels based on Castlevania. Fucking sold. It's great. Um, Pikmin Four, uh, amazing fucking game. Um, I loved all the Pikmin series. It's just a lot of fun and. They've really um, dialed it up on this one. It's really cool. There's multiple different characters you get to play. Um, I don't. I, I don't think it's multiplayer, which would be fun. I, I'm waiting for that. Um, Disney Illusion Island. I'm surprised uh, George didn't play this one. No, I didn't. It's a non-combative Metroidvania game, but with Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald, and it's more of an exploration game than anything. But it's so well done. You don't fight any. I think I stayed away from it because the reviews for it wasn't so hot. Well, you can't re- you can't believe all the reviews. Uh, so number five for me, we're at number five. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, phenomenal game. George already mentioned it. It's just one of the best looking Switch games out there. But it's not my favorite Mario game. I, I will say that. Um. Number four, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Played the hell out of this game, beat this game. Fucking phenomenal. Number three for me is a game I'm surprised that Dave didn't mention. That's Mighty Doom. How many hours I played into this game, it had to make my list. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I played a shit ton of that game too, but I completely fell off of it. Did you? I'm still playing it. I'm still trying to beat level 20 or whatever it is. Um, number two for me is a game that I'm, I'm going back to. I haven't completed yet, but I, I, I'm, I want to play a lot more of it. It's Alan Wake two. Um, just an amazing game. If you like, like weird detective games, <laughs> this game is made for you. Um, it's such a beautiful looking game too. It's really, really amazing. It's from the people and that made Max Payne, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, remedy. They did Max Payne. They did Alan Wake 1, if you haven't played that. They did Control, which apparently that game Control is in the same universe as Alan Wake. Hmm. I oh, tried really? playing Control. I, I couldn't get into it. It was not my favorite, for sure. Uh, what I like about Alan Wake 2 is like you start the game with a different... You're in a different character. You're in a detective, and uh, you actually get to go into her mind and look at and find clues and try to figure things out. It's really well done. It, it shouldn't work, but it really does. Uh, and number one for me is a game that George has already mentioned. That was Spider-Man 2. 
yeah, that game is just so good. I wish there was more DLC already because I want to play more of it already. Are they going to do DLC? I didn't hear about any DLC. I, they are. Yeah. yeah, there's supposed to be some DLC coming out sometime cool. soon. Yeah. I don't remember what it is, but I know they mentioned that there is. Um, and that's it. That's it for me. I played some other games, but we're not going to we're not going to go there right now. Um, does anybody have any books or comic books on their list that they wanted to mention? Nothing new. Nope. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I have three. I want to say that the uh, Star Wars Marvel series is still really good. Been reading that. Uh, there's a second volume of it already. Uh, Kevin Smith has been doing these quick stop uh, comics. So it was taking characters from from the different VSQ universe and, and doing stories on them. That's cool. It's pretty fun. And uh, my book of the year is My Effin' Life from Getty Lee. I listened to the audio book of that, and I have the I have the physical book as well. But, man, I recommend you listen to Getty talk about his life. And it's worth the price of admission to hear Getty Lee talk like an old Jewish woman. It's phenomenal. It's like it's really one of the best books I've 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 heard in a long time. The first two or three hours of it, it's all about his family's experience in World War II and the concentration camps, and his parents actually met in a concentration camp. Just a phenomenal story. It's, Interesting. It means a lot. Yeah, it's really really good. All right, uh, do oh, man talk about trauma bonding? <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. And I recommend anybody, even if you're not a fan of Rush, listen to the first three or four chapters of this book. It's it's amazing. Um, it's really, really, really worth it. Uh, do you guys want to do movies or TV? Do movies. I'm gonna let George. I'll pick. let George pick. Yeah. Well, let's go for movies. Go for the jugular. We're gonna go straight for the jugular. Okay, yeah. fine. Since this, George, this one, I actually picked 10 for this one. George guys, is our resident movie snob. Snob, so, that's just so fucking rude. No. Yeah, Dude, it is. Okay, rude. Rude? Rude. You just didn't like the female uh, Ghostbusters, and he's never going to let you live it down, George. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't right, so funny nor good. Wait, I'm going to say aficionado. <laughs> let's go there. Uh, let's go uh, start with you. With me. Um, yeah, sure. I will start from the bottom and work my way up to one. That's what she said. Here we go. Uh, number 10, uh, Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was num- good. I liked it a lot. I think uh, it did a lot for the Ninja Turtle fandom and pushed animation in a fun, weird way, and I enjoyed it. That Spider-Verse um, style is becoming, which I love, they use a lot in that movie too, which is cool. Yeah, they used it as a basis, but they also kind of put their own spin on it by yep. grungifying it all up. It reminded me a lot of like old school Nickelodeon cartoons. Yeah, it was a pretty fun movie. Okay. <clears throat> Number nine, um, we got Indiana Jones and a Dial of Destiny. This was unfortunately always going to make my list. I know it has its problems, and I know people don't love this movie, but I like this movie. You, can, I don't love it, but I like. You I can like shove it, it. That's all I can say. <laughs> To me, take that whip and shove it up your ass. It was a good movie. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot, but I don't think it was in my top ten. But yeah, I understand. Like it, it, it probably doesn't deserve to be in my top ten. But I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan, and it's gonna be what? There. I had Somewhere. no idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. <I> know. <laughs> 
There we go. <laughs> anyway, um, number eight, No One Will Save You. Uh, it was a Hulu original, a Fox Searchlight uh, movie. Hulu. It was great. It was uh, about a girl who has to survive uh, alien oh, yeah. encounter. And I think it, she doesn't speak a lick of dialogue throughout the whole movie, which I think is awesome. I, I think the concept is awesome. I think the execution was a little bit lacking. Like, I loved the first half of the movie, but the second half, especially the ending, I was not happy with at all. No, no spoilers. I have not seen it. Uh, I, I loved it through and through. I, I don't think there was a part of that movie that I didn't really enjoy. Uh, <clears throat> number, uh, wait, what was that? Eight, nine? Eight? Eight? Yeah, that was eight. Uh, number seven, Talk to Me. Great, great movie. We are we are right now. Uh, yeah, so well, it's it's a great horror movie. If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. Is this out. the one about the hand? Yes. Yes, it's talk like to where the, Talk people, to the hand, is that what it's about? They invite demons in, and it becomes like a party thing, and things get out of hand. Teenagers fooling around with the occult. I, I mean, they're they're holding hands with this thing and then inviting a demon inside of them to communicate with the other people at the party, and it gets out of hand, as you expect it to. Um, That's yeah. not going to go well. No. I haven't seen it. It was actually yet. written by a couple <laughs> of Australian podcasters, Um YouTubers. YouTubers, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. it's a really good movie. Um I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's cool. definitely one of my favorite horror movies in a while. I don't think I've liked a, a horror movie this much since uh Is that Hereditary. streaming somewhere that I could watch? Um <clears throat> it should be on Paramount. Yeah, Plus I think I think it is on Paramount soon. or Showtime. Okay. Um it was the second best horror movie of the year in my opinion. Okay. I have another one, but I I haven't seen one that I wanted to see. There's there's a lot of holes in my list because I haven't seen any new movies in the last three months, with the exception of one. So, bear with me, I guess. <laughs> and what was that? Number seven, number six, John Wick four. I mean, it's the action movie to end the John Wick franchise. I don't think anybody can John Wick more than John Wick four. Yeah, that's, I mean, it was that's about 40 totally minutes says. too long. Yeah. So, yeah, nobody can John Wick more than John Wick for. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, there was some really cool, inventive stuff. Well, and uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, this is the end and no one could do it better than they did. It's not the end. What are you talking about? They're going to do another one with him. He died. It doesn't matter. Prequel. Okay. Come on. Boogeyman, well, right? they are doing a prequel. They are doing a prequel called The Ballerina. Yeah. Didn't they do a TV series, too? Yeah, they did, but it's terrible. That has like Mel Gibson. Do I refuse to watch that? It does. Yeah, that's weird. I I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that either. <clears throat> All right, so number five, I have Barbie. It's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it's funny as shit. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you're missing out. Um, number four, I have uh, Oppenheimer. Everyone's just quickly turned their face <laughs> sour. No, not at all. You mean the critical darling Oppenheimer, which is so weird. I, I like well, it's a, winning it's, every fucking. It's a award. great movie. It's a very thought provoking movie. I probably no, yeah. think this is uh, Nolan's third best movie he's ever made. Dave uh, and I saw it in the theater together, and it was a great experience. Yeah, it was I watched fun. it. Yeah. I watched it on demand at home way after it came out because it is hard to get to the theaters, um, and I liked it. You know, I, I don't think that it had the same punch that a lot of nolan movies do but again that could just be because i watched it at home um so, i yeah. mean it was a good movie but i wouldn't say it was a great movie and it didn't make my top 10 well also this list would change if i had seen everything i wanted to see I there's bet. a ton of stuff i didn't get to yeah, see either sure. too i mean it, it was just so hard this year yeah and then uh number three spider-man across the spider-verse it's uh really awesome the only reason why it isn't higher on my list is because it en- ended on a cliffhanger if it didn't, I probably would have been a lot more happier with it. 
number two, uh, Godzilla minus one. This is the only newest movie I've seen recently, and holy shit, was this a great it's movie! It's a fantastic yep. movie. Yep. Uh, if you ever liked kaiju or Godzilla movies, this is the best one by far in a very, very long time. So that's your number two. Now that I really want to know. Did you, you see okay. Poor Things come out? I did not see Poor Things. I, I have not yet. I know if I saw that, it would be on my list. Uh, and my number one is uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, it is fantastic. I loved it. Scorsese knocked it out of the park. Uh, Lily Gladstone is a uh, tour de force. Robert De Niro killed it in this movie. I think I've never seen Robert De Niro act better. Be I'd agree with, with that. This is another one and, that I saw um, at home um, that... Again, I think if I'd seen it in the theater, it would have been good enough maybe to make my top 10, but it just fell outside of it. I think I was like one of three people in the theater who saw this because it wasn't in theater for very long, at least at my movie theater. It was. It was for a while. It's now streaming. It's now finally streaming on uh, Apple Apple, Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Apple TV. I I love it. It's like. Yeah, it's yeah. What, three and a half hours, yeah. I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. But that time just went by like. It didn't that. feel like it was no, three and a half didn't. hours. No, like, not man. at all. And then, like, also the ending, like, really, like, uh, to me, is like a punch in the gut. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but um, it's like uh, it's like Scorsese saying goodbye in a weird way to, and it's just it's just weird to watch. Do you have a biggest disappointment of a movie? Uh, yeah, I got. Is it Maestro? Uh, some, Please uh, tell me it's honorable, Maestro. <laughs> I have some honorable mentions, and then I have biggest okay. biggest disappointments of the year. I bet I can guess one of your biggest disappointments. It's probably I, one of mine. I probably not. Oh, uh, honorable mentions. I'll go from the bottom, work my way up. Uh, number what is it? Six, six. Uh, Nimona, which was an animated movie on Netflix. I don't think anybody watched it. No, but uh, it's I pretty it. great. It's awesome. It's cute. Watch it's it funny. With the, with the Animation's it's great. Uh, number uh, five, Bottoms. Funny as shit. Probably one of the funnier movies of this year. Uh, it's definitely like a, a millennial or a, not a millennial. Generation Z. What's the one after millennial? Yeah, like a Gen Z comedy for sure. Uh, but it has like if Scream was a hard hitting comedy, it has those kind of vibes to I it. I still need to watch it. Okay. Um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, beautiful film. Uh, I didn't think Benny Safdie could actually act till I saw this movie. So, congratulations, the dude can actually act. And uh, he's a writer, director, and actor. He did uh, Uncut Gems, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, Tim and his brother. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, <clears throat> number three, I have Bo is Afraid. I was very hesitant about putting this on my list uh, anywhere on my list because really that last hour of the movie is like rough to watch. It's a little slow and doesn't make sense a lot of the times. But that first hour and like 45 minutes is like on the edge of your seat. It's so good. It's masterpiece filmmaking. Ari Aster is super talented. And like he gets to that hour 45 minute mark and he has a choice to make. He can either make a serious, horrible horror, horror movie or he can go the complete slapstick comedy route, and he kind of veers towards slapstick comedy. <laughs> he he really? tries to do both, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, he, he does waffle do a little bit the there, time. but it, it, I think there was a better movie there if he had just done the serious route. The, the okay. last twenty minutes are just so like 
so baffling. I wish we can all watch it together is what I want because I, I want to see your face. We talked about this. Let's I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it. When scenes come on, I want to see your I want to see what Dave's reaction is to watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it straight? Uh, it's on Paramount Plus. Is it? Yeah. Okay. We could do a we could do a live tweet watch of it. <laughs> I would love I would go. love to do that. Can't you do, can't you do a party share on that on pla- that platform or like you can do that on Amazon like? Prime, but I don't know if you can do that on Paramount. Okay. I know Disney Plus you can do that, but uh, and then uh, my last two honorable mentions is uh, the Killer, which is uh, David Fincher's new film on. Netflix. I still haven't watched that. I want to. Yeah, don't worry. Nobody did because it's on Netflix. Yeah, so don't feel. I bad. watched it, but it's amazing. It's David Fincher like back. In David Fincher mode, no longer doing those crazy, stupid art pieces, whatever the fuck he was doing <laughs> with that last movie he did. Like, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really well done. And it feels like a Fincher movie. I just feel like the ending was kind of meh, but, um, well, Fassbender, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I think it was very fitting. It reminds me a lot of, um, uh, what's that movie he did with Jodie Foster? Oh. Where they like trapped in a safe. Uh, it was a safe room. Wasn't it? Is it Panic safe? Room. Is that what it's Panic, Panic Room? Panic there room, you go. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of that movie, <laughs> at least as far as like how tight and stylized it. All is. the stuff with Fassbender, like that whole first thirty minutes where he's waiting in that building was just so fucking good. Um, yeah, it's great. It, it's just the ending kind of fell a little short for me. Otherwise, it would probably be on my well, list. Yeah, and then lastly, my last honorable mention because I watched it recently on Prime was uh, Saltburn. Everyone on this movie is just firing. I have not watched it yet. I know that. I know. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> this movie is great. Like, uh, I don't think it's like the best movie of the year. I'm not going to go that far. But uh, Barry Keoghan, fucking. It is. It, it's awesome. Knocks it out of the park. It's a cultural phenomenon. And it's so weird that this kind of movie with this sort of weird shit in it is a cultural phenomenon because. All over the internet, people are like sitting down for Christmas time and they're like, well, there's nothing new out. Let's watch this movie. And they're sitting around with their families and like <laughs> the worst movie to watch with your family. Like for, for two weeks, that's all I saw on the internet was people talking about, oh my God, I can't believe I watched this with my mom. <laughs> or like, <laughs> my dad got up and left the room. Like <laughs> all I know, all I know is that there's a bathtub scene. <clears throat> that's not even the worst Man, scene that's in not the movie. Even the worst part. Are you, are you, okay. <laughs> to me, is it like if you ever seen Call Me By Your Name and Talented Mr. Ripley, and if you mix those oh, two yeah. movies, together that's exactly what this movie is okay see for, for I, me i still want to watch my, it. my analogy for it is that it's cruel intentions meets american psycho i can see that yeah. too yeah very much it's, it's really good uh i i really i really enjoyed it i think the the last co- the like the the third act turn in this movie is just a piece of brilliance and i think it's really fun yeah i'm surprised you didn't mention the holdovers uh, that was gonna make it on my honorable mentions, but okay. it was some other stuff, and I didn't. Want I watched it. Watch it too. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was. I mean, Paul Giamatti was awesome in it. Giamatti's the best part. Always good in everything. I, I just, I don't know. It was okay. I liked how I it like looked as much like as I a, wanted to. Uh, a seventies movie. Yeah, it's. It reminds me of like a uh, the holdovers is like a a warm sweater on a cold day. Yeah, it was fine. It's I liked it. And cozy. I like to freeze. <laughs> all right dave do you want to go next please so usually on these uh yeah i try to see if i can put together a list of 10 movies that i've seen this year (laughs) that are like new movies yeah um i usually can't fill a list of 10 i actually saw 16 new movies this year it's just um, so i no uh, (laughs) i mean i guess i can i can run through the list but i was uh 
So that means when I make a top 10, it's kind of like, these are just some of the movies that I saw. (laughs) Um, So uh, I'll go through the list. No particular order. Uh, I mean, the, my favorites are my favorites, but um, so I'll I'll go through the the ten lists, and I can talk about the other ones if you want as well. Um, so uh, number ten for me was Cocaine Bear. Was that it this was year? Stu- yeah, it was this it year. Was, yeah, I, I, it was it was early this year, oh, yeah. I guess. I looked it, it felt up like so long ago, but yeah, that's funny. It was stupid and fun. Yeah. Um, it, it it delivered exactly what it promised, so I was happy. Um, then what number nine was, we have a ghost. I don't know if anybody watched that. I did watch that. It's not great, but it was good enough. It was, that was the Netflix. It was like, um, yeah, it's David Harbor is a ghost in like, right. Okay. Yeah. I I couldn't, I couldn't think of the name, but yeah, I saw that. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. 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 It was fun. Pretty fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Um, then was haunted mansion. Which also not a great movie, but it's on here because it's Haunted Mansion. I was so I'm I'm the tar- I'm the target demographic for a Haunted Mansion movie, uh, it, and it could have been better. It was way better than what we had before. It could have been better. And it could have been worse. Yeah, it 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 has been worse. It could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Um, the key Stanfield uh, was in the wrong movie though. Yeah, what the fuck movie was he in? <laughs> I want to see the Haunted Mansion movie that he was acting in. I know. In. Uh, he was seeing he different was... ghosts than us, that's for sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so number six is The Marvels. Um, it's coming out on Disney Plus soon, right? Fine... It is. Uh, I think, yeah. A couple weeks, I think. Um, I haven't seen it yet. but I've... It was a very... It's a middle-of-the-road Marvel movie. Yeah. I um, yeah. It's not the best, but it's a, it's it's a lot of fun for the short amount of time it, it runs. Um, and if you saw Ms. Marvel and you saw the last Captain Marvel and all that, and WandaVision, it picks up directly at the end of the Ms. Marvel series, <laughs> which is cool. Um, like immediately. Immediately. Yeah, like like the, the beginning last of shot, the movie is the yeah. end of the last. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to so, seeing I mean, it. I mean, it, I, I like Marvel. I always have, you know, so. Except the I, only, like my said, only it's complaint a, about it. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, like it's a, it's a middle of the road Marvel movie, yeah. but it it's cool for me because uh, my kids, I have two daughters, and so this was a, a yeah. whole superhero movie for the ladies with <laughs> female yeah. leads, three of them, and, and the bad guy too, uh, the villain. Yeah. My yeah. only complaint about um, the movie is the villain didn't have enough character development at all. You didn't really mm-hmm. know her why she was doing what she was doing at all. I mean, kind of. You, but yeah, I mean, they didn't for what she was doing, I guess you didn't need a whole lot of setup, but yeah. it didn't make her, the character herself not super compelling. It, Just it five more up, minutes with her. It sets it up been. a problem. It sets up what the problem sure. is, but it doesn't really set up like a character, and that is a, a problem, but you know, it, it was fine. It's a it's a fun enough movie. In the bonus um, scene, the uh, the after credit scene, um, it was spoiled a little bit, but it was so surprising to me about who they had in it. it. Was. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because Justin hasn't seen it, but uh, at the end of the movie, when they call her Photon, uh, they don't really call her Photon in the movie, but all the the toys do. Uh, Monica Rambeau wound up mm-hmm. in the other place. 
Oh, yeah, 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 right. Okay, yeah. I forgot that happened, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I was not surprised when that happened. I was uh, surprised about the version, the version of the character that they used. I was expecting okay. a different version. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to Seasus 5. Yeah, that oh, w- hang on. Uh, okay. So this will be six. Uh, was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves? <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Um, it was fun. Really fun movie. movie. It was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think if anyone, I think that anyone who has been part of a long running D and D game mm-hmm. probably appreciated this movie more than others because there is so much that happens in this movie that is like, Oh, okay. So the writers actually play D and D because this is exactly how this scenario <laughs> would probably play out in a tabletop game. Because uh, That's what I liked about it is of uh, the movie felt like it was written like a D and D campaign and not like it was written like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what made it, it work. works better than just writing uh, a, a movie and sticking a Wayne brother into it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. And you guys know my disdain for the eyes of Chris Pine. <laughs> they just freak me out. But I said he was one of the best parts of this movie. Oh, he really he fit great. the movie. Well, uh, one of my favorite small parts was in this movie too. He's glitching. The glitching the part cameo. was hilarious. <laughs> the Bradley Cooper cameo. Mm-hmm. George, did you see Dungeons and Dragons? I did, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. Sorry, one sec. No, excuse of me. Um, I hope if if we're if this is like the start of a of a D and D cinematic universe, I might be okay with that. If, I'm down for it. All, uh, this it, this is a good start if that's something they're interested in doing. Uh, f- number five for me, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I I wanted this one to be higher. It wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I thought it was it was fun. Um, it was okay. It was better than I expected it to be, but not as good as I'd hoped it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I went way. in with low expectations, and it and it and it definitely hit those. I yeah. I really I mean it's a it's a much better movie than the last one. It was just a. It's what you expect them to be at that age. And the mm-hmm. Nina Jones movie we got was one that we deserved, we wanted. I think it was a perfect ending for that version of the character. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I liked how it wrapped up. Uh, number four was Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I really loved it. Uh, I also, you know, everyone's raving about the animation. It's, of course, fantastic. Um, but yet did not get nominated. Uh, Maybe next year. <laughs> um, I don't really know what to say about this one. I really liked it. It was really cool to see something Ninja Turtles that I was excited about because it's been a while since I've been excited about a Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> um, and I really liked it. And it's cool. I really liked their interpretations of the characters for this generation, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, I I liked, I liked how they're doing it. It felt, I felt like if I was watching this fresh uh, as a kid today, I I could get into it and enjoy it. But as a 40, 40 year old man who was in the Ninja Turtles in the eighties, I enjoyed it probably just as much. (laughs) 
So like yeah. these aren't my Ninja Turtles, but they're the Ninja Turtles and they're great. So um, number three was Barbie. Uh, this was a wow. better movie than it had any reason to be. It's really smart, really funny. Yep. Uh, really, there it, it's got everything going for it that it needs to have going for it. Oh yeah. Um, number two was Oppenheimer. Um, honestly, this one was kind of a split between these two. I know that's kind of funny because you know the whole Barbenheimer thing that happened, but <laughs> they were very close in terms of quality. I guess yeah. as far as just I feel that really well, well made movies. Uh, Oppenheimer was beautiful. Um, not necessarily like the most, Oh, I'm just going to like chill on the couch and watch Oppenheimer. Like it's not really that kind of a movie. It's something that you have to invest in, but I think it's really worth it. It's, it's beautiful. Um, it's thought provoking. Um, I, I think thinking, masterfully on, the IMAX, done. The, Mas- thinking yeah. on the IMAX like we did was, that was the way, best way to see it. It was, it was really good. And so then my number one, uh, could probably guess from context, but number one was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I continue to be blown away by these movies. When the first one came out a couple years ago, I walked out of the theater going, well, animated movies are changed now. This is their, this movie changed how animated movies are done. And then it did and, it again. <laughs> and then they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> they did it again. And then it kept this you wanting for more. so good. It's so well done. They are I'll, doing things with animation mm-hmm. that it, they're changing the the genre. They're changing the lexicon of what animation means. It's incredible work. Uh, well if you like exactly. Spider-Man, definitely something to see. But if you are just a fan of art and visual media and uh, and just comics, I mean, this thing looks like a comic come to life uh, in a lot of places. <laughs> I, I can't rave enough about how amazing the animation in this movie. In the Spider-Man Two video game, you can get the costumes from the games, and mm-hmm. it turns your whole game into like the art style from the Spider-Verse movies. So it's cool. like like weird missing frames, and it really fucks with your eyes when you're playing the game. <laughs> it does. That's cool, yeah. though. Any honorable mentions? Oh, I guess uh, I did see a couple more than that. Um, I the Mario Brothers movie was fun uh, and completely devoid of content. <laughs> like, was, well said. It was it was fun to watch. It was visually interesting, and they were some funny and enjoyable like sight gags. Uh, but I watched it again just a couple weeks ago with family and there is like, there is, it is like a virtually <clears throat> content free movie. <laughs> like virtually nothing happens in this movie. Do we need a plot? It's just no, not a, really. Not really. We just need an excuse to see all of these places. I'm we like, just need cool. Jack Black to sing. That's, then, that's all they need. <laughs> yep. He, yeah, he really made the movie. Um, the, yeah. The best thing I can say is uh, I did not hate Chris Pratt in the movie, but he wasn't as insufferable as I hoped yeah. he would be. Or as I not expected, hoped, but expected yeah. he would be. Expected to be. I think we can all agree on that. But yeah, I think I think Jack Black really uh, carried a lot of water for that movie. Um, Last Voyage of the Demeter was disappointing. I wanted that movie to be a lot better. I haven't seen that it's yet. It's not worth your time. <laughs> really? No. Oh. I think the problem is, is you already know where the movie's going before it even has a chance to yeah. get there. And it's an uphill battle. I mean, the movie had to do. 
That's true. And I knew that going into it, that I knew that from the trailer, I'm like, well, I already know how the story ends. So what are they going to do with it? Um, you wouldn't, you would, you would uh, say you have somebody watch it if it was like streaming for free. Somewhere. Not even because it's, I mean, there's really nothing even interesting that happens. I mean, it's a bunch of people running around. There's some cool scenes. There's a couple of it, cool but... scenes, but I mean, you can watch those on YouTube if you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I also if have a couple of in... disappointments that I didn't get to mention too, but I'll let okay, you we'll in them. particular, if you're in particular, a fan of, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like the book, not yeah. the movie, but the actual book. If you're a fan of it, the, and you got a free afternoon, watch the movie. Um, okay. But what if you're a fan of Dracula Dead and loving it? Then watch that. Even better. Probably not. <laughs> Probably watch not. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> watch that instead. Yeah. The, I'm sorry. One of the worst Mel Brooks <clears throat> movies ever, but okay. I um, had a moment. George, we want to do your uh, dishonorable mentions real quick. Your biggest, oh uh, yeah, my biggest disappointments of the year, uh, Renfield. Really? Yeah, I thought it was worst. Speaking of Dracula, I thought it was fun. I liked Renfield. It had great promise. I I loved every moment with Nicolas Cage, but everything else, anytime he wasn't on screen, I'm like, wow, this movie is a warmed up turd in a microwave. It was more brutal than I was expecting it to be. That's for sure. Yeah, but if it's all like CGI blood and really bad CGI. And terrible stunt choreography. And for okay. no reason. Like, they should have just made it into an action comedy. <clears throat> I thought or, they uh, or a horror comedy instead of whatever the stupid action John Wick bullshit that they try to add into the movie. All right. We- Tell us how you really feel. I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, my biggest disappointment of the year, which is really this hurts the most, is uh, the creator. I think it was what devoid of anything worth watching. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like the most beautiful looking piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do my top then um, on that note. Um, I do have a couple of disappointments and a couple of honorable mentions, but I'm going to start uh, at number 15 for me is the Marvels. What, what more can we say? I really enjoyed that movie. My wife loved it and that makes me happy. Number 14 for me was Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, really enjoyed this movie. Um, <laughs> number 13 for me is the creator. I watched that a couple weeks ago when I had COVID. Yeah, at least it's not in your top 10. I really, really liked it. I thought it was fun. It was a great sci-fi movie. They stole everything from Arkira. I've never seen that. So and they, okay. all, they watched animatrix and said, Oh, that's a cool idea. There was a lot of stuff from animatrix. I like- and I'll agree with that. Yeah. Is Animatrix and Akira time. mushed together and thinking, oh, we could do like a real world rogue, uh, rogue one looking movie and it will look really cool. But if wasn't I, the same director, no, Gareth yeah, Edwards, right? Well, yeah, so, sort of. Okay. Uh, number 12 for me, I'm surprised nobody mentioned this movie is Dream Scenario. I haven't seen well, it. Well, you haven't had me, you haven't seen me do yet? my top 10 yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. I saw that. That's another movie I saw uh, during my, my COVID days and I really enjoyed it. Number 11 for me was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I um, thought about putting this on my list. I have it in a lot of It was a lot of fun. It was way better than number two yeah. for sure. Uh, it just number, didn't make it there for me. Number 10 for me was Indiana Jones and the, the Dial of Destiny. Not the Pick of Destiny, but the Dial of Destiny. No, that movie um, would be worth like watching. <laughs> Indiana Pick of Destiny. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Pick of Destiny. We have to have the pick to get to the dial. It's all on the guitar, you know, the dial and the pick, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I, I. It's not the best Indiana Jones movie, but it, it the Machine is. Head of Fate. <laughs> but look, that moment when they get into the airplane, that movie just really like kicks into high gear and yeah. becomes an awesome film. Yeah, everything up to that moment, yeah, a little wishy washy. Number nine for me. This is a little weird for a lot of people, but number nine for me was Oppenheimer. I really did enjoy, but I've only seen it that one time. I'm surprised that you made your list at all. I didn't think you were going to like it that much. No, why? I just saying I'm not. Uh, my taste of movies is not. No, fantastic. just every conversation I've seen you mentioned it on like social media didn't seem very positive. So. Well, it's not that that I didn't like the movie. It's just everybody is it's sucking at the 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 teats of Oppenheimer, and it's sort of getting annoying. I mean, like, Christopher Nolan did a lot for the movie industry in the last two, three years. So. Yeah, I'm not complaining about that. Um, all right. Number seven, or no, I'm sorry, eight for me is The Haunted Mansion. Uh, yes, I, I know there's issues with it, but uh, as a Haunted Mansion fanboy, I, I really did find a lot of redeeming qualities in it, and I really did like it. All, all um, the shout outs to the ride. You were like, yep, I'm there for it. Yep. Yeah. Even it was a, it was a better movie than the, the the Eddie Murphy one, at least plot wise. Sort of. I mean, what? It was it's, sort of better. I think it's spoiler. I'm like, what? What spoiler? No, no. It's as a sort of better. Okay. Um, and it has Rosario Dawson. I mean, come on. Uh, number six for me. Nobody mentioned one of my favorite horror movies of the past year was Evil Dead Rise. I thought it was just it was the blandest of horror was, movies. Like the blood effects were amazing. Like the death scenes were great, but like the story was just so lacking. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, zero, are, it wasn't creative at all. Uh, you guys opinion. are the horror movie aficionados. I'm. I I don't watch as many as you, admittedly, but I I did like it. It wasn't a great year for horror. Like there was only like three or four. That title cool. card though is pretty awesome though, where she like comes out of the water. There was I there were things in Evil Dead that I thought were great. It, it's just uh, I don't know. There's it was hard to care about the characters. It was hard to care about the story. I don't know. Well, I liked it. Okay. Okay. Hey man. Fine, man, you do you. You enjoy it. <laughs> Number four for me is another movie nobody's mentioned, and I really loved this movie. It was Sisu. This was the finished John uh, Wick yeah. movie. I saw a lot of people talking about uh, that. He, I never watched it. Was it was all right. It's cool. It was so good. It, it was it's just on a lot Netflix, of... ain't it? No, it, Net- it was a straight, what, it's streaming somewhere. It was a straight to video, and then um, I think no, it, it, no, it was in theaters. I saw it in theaters briefly. Yeah, I mean, it first popped up on Vudu for me, and then everybody was talking about it. Um, and then it's okay. You know, like, uh, there's a another similar plot movie on Netflix that I can't remember the name for it. No, really? I thought was that I thought was better. I, I, I just love when Nazis get killed. That's it. Hey man, right in Indiana there, Jones, uh, Indiana Jones, in, Indiana Jones and Sisu killing Nazis in my top 10. Man, that that would be a crazy team up, right? <laughs> it would. Uh, number three for me is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Wow. Number three. Oh, yeah. We've already talked about how, how good the animation was. Uh, George, you might be on the same wavelengths here, but number two for me is Godzilla minus one. It's a great really, movie. It's a great movie. I, w- I would like to see the uh, the black and white version that they have in the theaters right now. That'd be fun. I think it's only in for one week, so you got to get oh, in really? And yeah, number one for me With the is bullet. a long ass movie, but it was definitely worth it. It was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Hey, there you go. I think our top three are the same. 
close enough. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple of uh, honorable mentions of movies that I saw. Um, I liked Gran Turismo. That movie was better than it I, had any right. I to have it as an honorable mention too. Yeah. Like I look, I went into Gran Turismo expecting, you know, a cold turd yeah. laying in a freezer. Like, I mean, it was, it should have been a garbage movie, but David Harbor was kind of, kind of was and kind of was, I mean, old turd did the movie, movie need to be made? No, but it was, I was way more fun than it needed to be in a time when there was no other movies to watch. So it, it yep. was, and, it was, right. it was fun. If that you like a, that movie, I recommend you go see, uh, Ron Howard's Rush. Uh, that's a really great uh, Formula One race car movie. If you're looking for something kind of similar vibes. Not about the band? No, not about the band. <laughs> okay. The Gran Turismo was another uh, COVID movie that I watched. Um, I have the Tetris movie. I thought that was fun. They made was, a te- Oh, the Apple yeah. Uh, movie. Yeah, with, the Apple uh, TV. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't Taran see that one. I Ed- Edgerton. It's really interesting. I don't know how... <laughs> honestly true it is but probably um, not i watched dumb money which is sort of the same type of movie it, dumb money was about the, uh, the game was fun it had a great cast paul dano was fantastic cast, yeah. and watching seth rogan squirm was actually pretty fun um <laughs> yeah and nick offerman too i mean uh, it, it was a much better movie than i expected it to be i and lived then, uh, i didn't last... see the movie i lived it <laughs> my last honorable mention was totally killer that's one of my honorable mentions too it was super hey, fun it was fun <laughs> yeah it was like a back to the future horror movie it was great yeah i'm so tired of those movies <laughs> my biggest disappointment are two movies from the same studio shazam fury of the gods which was fucking horrible <laughs> it was yeah. yeah it was pretty bad everything about that movie <laughs> the first one the first Shazam movie was at least had some fun elements mm-hmm. to it. I didn't like any, it was just, just, okay. Is it over yeah. yet? And along those same lines, the flash. Wow. You didn't like the flash that much, huh? I, well, I knew I wasn't going to like it when I went into it. I'm sure, but I actually uh, had a lot of fun watching the flash. I, you know, I'm not a big fan. There of- are some fun elements in it. I think the movie really loses. It falls apart in the, like toward the end when they get to the desert, yeah. like, that's when the movie just falls apart for me. It's flawed, we'll but say, I can still enjoy it for D- what it is. I mean, it's it's a fun... Out of the DC movies, I, I like Blue Beetle and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom better. I haven't seen I, Aquaman yet. I haven't heard a it's single Blue exactly Beetle. exactly what Aquaman. you expect. <laughs> Blue Beetle was boring. Blue it was boring. Man. I tried. I fell asleep three times, and I had to like stop and rewatch the movie, and I was like, this is some boring shit. And I don't know where to fit this movie, but I watched it, and I... I like parts of it. it was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Not a good Marvel movie, but there was parts of it that I liked. I don't know. It's a weird, it's in a weird position for me. I didn't like very, any of it. Was a, it was a bad, that was a bad Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not very good. You want me to do my top 10? Worse than Shazam Fury of the Gods? Uh, I don't know. It was no, slightly better uh, than that. I, I didn't watch that one, but it was on in my house. And At I least Helen Mirren was times, in And it was horrendous. What, did Helen Mirren know she was in a superhero movie? Though I don't know if she did. <laughs> well, at least it was she was the better actor out of everybody in that movie. <laughs> All right, uh, Mister, what do we call you now? Harsh JC. Um, harsh JC. Don't harsh my buzz, man. You call him Mister Harsh. <laughs> Mister Harsh. Harsh. All right. So number ten for me was Infinity Pool. Um, it came out. 
Man, I year. wanted to like that movie. It's not a perfect movie, but again, this is sample size. Like I didn't I, watch I think as many movies as I, I really love the concept of uh, yeah. that movie. I thought the concept of the movie was fantastic. I just I don't even know what that is. It's just so it's, like he lost anything he wanted to say with that movie like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it's uh, Alexander Skarsgård and um oh, Mia Goth. Uh, so basically like she meets him when he's on vacation and lures him to hang out with her friends and then they kill him, but he wakes up and like, basically there's this place, this mystical place in the the city where they're at, where you can be reborn. And like, they keep fooling around with like dying and coming back to life. Um, even to the point where like they execute themselves just for fun. Um, that's not how I remembered it. Oh, is this that, is the well, Cronenberg. I'm, I'm trying to movie, explain right? it, you yeah. know, at a broad overview. Cause I mean, it's been a while since I watched it. Um, yeah, basically like they commit a crime and they kill somebody by accident when they leave the compound mm-hmm. and the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, they could basically, they have to be like the sentence that they have to give out is death. But they, if they're super rich, they can bypass that yeah. thing by creating a clone. Sure, explain it better. Than and then me. the clone gets murdered, <laughs> and that is such a way interesting concept than what actually happens in the movie. Yeah. But they end up abusing this this uh, loophole in this little small country. But it's a uh, you know it's it's not a perfectly executed movie, but there's so many interesting things that happen in it. Um, and I thought it was one of the most unique horror movies I've seen in a long time, even if it wasn't a perfect film. That's some really gross shots. Yeah, there is. But I mean, there wasn't Possessor too, and Possessor is one of my like favorite horror movies of the last ten years. Um, I, I hate. To, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. My uh, my microphone went crazy for a second. So, anyways, Penny uh, pulls my number ten. Uh, number nine was Barbie. Barbie was so much better than I expected Fun. it to be. Um, just a really great movie with. Great heart, great visuals, great everything. Just great directing. I'm so uh, yeah. uh, surprised that she didn't get nominated for Best Director. Greta Gerwig, Gerwig should have won, uh, been nominated for Best Director, and Margot Robbie should have been nominated for Best Actress. Well, look, and, I don't think I don't think Margot Robbie did anything amazing in the in the role of. But did Ryan Gosling? Yeah, but I don't think Ryan Gosling should have gotten nominated either. Even though he's the hilarious and a stand, he got nominated. Movie. That's the whole point of the movie. I mean, Michael Cera yeah, should have gotten uh, nominated for Best Supporting Character, if anything. Sure. <laughs> Michael Cera was pretty great. Uh, but Barbie was great. I, we all had it on our list, so you know, yeah. take that for what it is. Uh, number eight for me was Dream Scenario. Um, it's, again, not a perfect movie, but it's so interesting. And the first three quarters of the movie are really great. And then the ending is just kind of a little bit short. But um, yeah, it, I feel that it too. is what it is. I love Nick Cage. This was the Nick Cage movie that came out. It was produced by A24, which is my favorite film studio. Uh, Ari Aster was one of the producers. You know, I love him. Uh, had so many things in it that I couldn't not include it. You know, it, it just uh, it was such a great movie, except for maybe the ending. Um, number seven, Spider-Man Across no, the Spider-Verse. No what, George? No spoilers, because I want to see okay. it. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was my number seven. Just mind-blowing animation uh, i didn't think they could do better than they did in the first one and somehow they did um everything you guys said i agree yeah. with it's just a great movie number six was talk to me uh george and i already kind of talked about that a little bit great horror movie the second best horror movie of the year and then, okay i'm gonna have to watch it number five for me was past lives um i wanted to see that too i have a really it beautiful romance story um that's really sad it's it's kind of like these people met as kids and had this friendship and had this kind of like love between them. And then 
years go by and the woman has moved away and met another man, fallen in love. And then the boy who she loved when she was a child comes back into her life. And I'm, they're, they're four and they like uh, live in Taiwan, I think. And then um, she moves to New York city when she's like a teenager, meets a man, falls in love, gets married. This guy comes back and it's like clear throughout the whole thing that he was her, you know, one true love. True like, love. you know, yeah. she was meant to be with him, but he's so respectful of the other people's boundaries that he just doesn't cross any lines. And it's just this real tense and beautiful story about all three of the people and how they're dealing with that situation. Um, it's a great movie. If you like dramas like that, number four was Saltburn. Um, you know, drinking bathwater and fucking graves. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, but yeah. I knew the bathwater part, but I didn't know the other Barry part. Barry Kugan, Man, that's not even the worst part. When it, when it happens in the movie, I'm like, is he about to? I'm like, oh yeah, he totally is. Now the scene that. with the sister is the worst part by far. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, that is a gross scene. <laughs> but it's a, I, 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 I loved I this like, movie. Um, I can't remember the director's name, George. I'm sure you know it. Uh, I know the movie she directed. I can't remember her name right now. Anyways, uh, same director did Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. And yeah. I fucking loved that movie. So I knew I was going to like Saltburn going in. Oh, yeah. People had been talking about it for weeks leading up to the, you know, reveal on Amazon Prime. And then I watched it like the day it dropped because I'd been waiting so long. I was blown away. Like, I loved it. The whole thing from beginning to end. And then her name is Emerald Fennell. Yeah. And then watching everybody else's reactions online has just been a real source of joy for me uh, for the last like two months because people that aren't used to this type of movie, watching this type of movie, it it's shocks them to their core. And it's just hilarious to me <laughs> to watch it happen. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, too. I was I the, some of the comments online are great. Yeah. Uh, and then my number three is the best horror movie of the year. When Evil Lurks. This is the movie I've been wanting to see. I just haven't made time to see it. It looks awesome. So imagine if a demon don't spoil it possesses though. an entire town and not just one person. And the two main protagonists who realize what's going on are trying their best to escape it, but it's able to go wherever they are. So hmm. uh, th- there is some of the most brutal, hard to watch scenes I've seen in a horror movie in a really long time in this film. Um, and it's great story. I mean, it's all in Spanish. It's a Spanish film. Um, great story, great acting, great effects. Uh, and it, it ends in a place where it doesn't have to have a sequel, but there's definitely room for a sequel. Um, so I, w- I would love to see a second movie in this franchise. Um, it's uh, available to watch now if you have uh, AMC Plus. Yeah, it's, you know, if you don't mind watching foreign films with subtitles and you like horror, you must watch this movie because it is visceral and unlike anything you've seen before, it's truly a unique horror movie. Um, number two cool. for me was poor things. Uh, the comedy of the year. <laughs> I want to see that so badly. Uh, I love Emma stone. I've, I've always liked Emma stone. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, if anybody got robbed at the Oscars, it was fucking Mark Ruffalo. He should have been nominated <laughs> for the best comedic performance for this movie. No, he wasn't. He was not. No. Nobody oh, has man. ever made me laugh so many consecutive times in a film as Mark Ruffalo did in this movie. And this movie's not even meant to really be a comedy at its heart. It's it's like a Frankenstein type of story with comedic elements. Um it is more elaborate and more fucked up than that, 
what's actually occurring. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, yeah, and it, it's stylistically very weird. Like half of the movies in black and white, the other half's in color, but the colors are so vibrant. The cinematography is incredible in this movie. Um, Willem Dafoe is just such a bizarre character in here. Um, they made him Pretty look usual. even weirder than he normally yeah, looks right. with prosthetics. Um, there's so many quotable moments in this film too. <laughs> um, I, I, all around, this was one of the most fun experiences I've had at the theater in, I don't even know how long, 10 years, 20 years. <laughs> like it's a, oh, wow. it's such a good movie. Um, and I feel like okay. once it comes out on demand, it's going to be one that I revisit over and over again because um, it's a long movie. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. I think you couldn't absorb it all the first time. There's just no way. Um, and there's, there's so much to like and appreciate about it. I, I really just can't say enough good things. If you like weird artistic um, vulgar comedies that also have horror elements built in, you know, this is for you. So check it out. And then my number one, uh, no surprise at all. Godzilla minus one, the most, amazing version of Godzilla that's ever existed. Um, so much heart in this movie, just, just tons of heart. Uh, I liked all the characters. Um, I liked all of the referential stuff that was in the movie. Um, I just liked everything about it. I cried twice watching it and I don't fucking cry during movies. So, uh, if that tells you something, you know, see Godzilla cause it's, it's something that's great. It's one of those movies that has something for everybody. Even if you're not a big Godzilla person, it's really like this, incredible drama that has Godzilla as the driving force behind it, but it's not yeah. really just like, Oh, there's a monster and this is the whole story. Um, yeah, I'm ready for that sequel, man. As well. Yeah. It, it was so good. And then, uh, for honorable mentions for me, guardians of the galaxy three, I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, Gran Turismo way better than I expected it to be, but was afraid. Um, it has problems like George said, but, uh, two thirds of it was awesome. <laughs> and I wish Ari had leaned heavier into the horror elements. Totally Killer was really fun. Um, and then the only other one is a horror movie from uh, Denmark called The Conference that I watched um, during our Halloween 31 days. It's about this um, company that takes all their people on retreat to this um, campground where they all have cabins and stuff. And then because these people are trying to build a shopping mall and the local residents don't want it, they start getting attacked. Um, but it doesn't really reveal who the killer is or anything till the end. But some of the death scenes in here are just so uh, unique and fun. And the characters are so unlikable. Most of them <laughs> that you're kind of rooting for them to die. Uh, except for the, the final girl who was really fun. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. It's a foreign film. Again, if you don't like foreign films, you probably won't enjoy it. But if you do uh, and you like horror, I highly <laughs> recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Do you have any uh, dishonorable mentions? Maestro. Any, Maestro was a piece of shit. Bradley Cooper did the best he could. I, I think he fucking, I mean, I read about it. He's been <laughs> studying for like six years how to actually conduct, how to do all this. And he poured his heart and soul into this movie that has the worst script I've fucking ever seen. Like, it's, Didn't he direct it too? Uh, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't understand. Cause like it had Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. I should have loved this movie. Uh, I, I hated it though. I hated every minute of it. It was so fucking boring. Mm. I have not watched that. I've seen it on uh, when I'm while I'm flipping. I know uh, Sarah Silverman's in it too. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of great people in it. It's just a bad oh movie. I hear Carrie Mulligan's really good in it. Carrie Mulligan's good in everything. She's like one of the best. <laughs> it's because she has a great name. Could be. Could be. Yeah, I think it's it. Um, 
It's the secret work. to all of Carrie's success. It is. It, it's just changing your name to Carrie. Um, we still have TV to get to, and I know we're getting long in the two. So let's let, let's um, let George go first, so we can run through TV. We just won't spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to be the best thing. Um, George, yeah, my friend, you're all right. My uh, TV best TV of the year. Uh, I'm going to go pretty quick here. So let's do it. Uh, Netflix is the beef. Awesome. If you haven't seen it, check it out. That you're, are you doing it by number? You're number 10? Yeah, this is like okay. the bottom to the top. Okay. And then uh, right after that, I got Bear Season 2, one of the best television shows on TV right now. Uh, Netflix is uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Uh, if you've ever been a fan of Scott Pilgrim, this is a really good sequel slash reimagining. I watched the first episode, but I haven't gone back to it. That's great. Will. And uh, Gen V, the spinoff of The Boys, just as crazy and fun as The Boys, uh, if not a little bit weirder. A lot of dick pain yeah. in this this one. <laughs> a lot of exploding dicks. <laughs> it's true. It's right up George's Uh Last season <laughs> right of The Righteous. Uh, last season of The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, fabulous. Oh, yeah. it was so good. It was so funny this year. I forgot about that. And totally then, right. And uh, the top three is. Uh, Netflix is Blue Eye Samurai, e- easily one of my favorite anime shows of the year. Hmm. And then uh, on Max, there's another show called Scavengers Rain. Uh, it is so awesome. If you haven't seen it, guys, I implore you to watch it. It's about this uh, freight spaceship that crashes on this alien planet. And I've never seen anything more creative and more alien in my life. Uh, it is so good. Rain. Scavengers R-E-I-G-N. Rain. Yeah. Okay. It's on Max. It's uh I think like nine episodes. Easy breezy, but man is it go hard and it's a great show. Awesome. I haven't heard about that. And my number one show of the year is Apple TV's Silo. Hmm. I started that. I got maybe like two episodes in, but I haven't gone back to it. And so I'm uh, I'm all for that. And it's a great show. Uh real quick, if you don't know what it's about, it's about these people stuck in a silo. Very Fallout vibes, but in a very drama way, as opposed to you know, in a comedy way. And then these people starting to question if they really need to be in the silo or not. Post nuclear sure. holocaust. Interesting. Yeah, it, it seems fun. I need, to, I need to go back to it. Uh, Dave, do you want to go next? Wait, I'm wait, hold on. Short. Do you have any honorable mentions or biggest disappointments? Uh, no, no, not for TV. I'll skip on okay. that stuff. Awesome. Mine's short. Um, I didn't really watch new TV this year much at all. Uh, I uh, there are a couple of filler shows off of Netflix: uh, How to Become a Cult Leader and How to Become a Mob Boss. Like I said, it's just like filler TV, entertaining I started, enough. I started watching. Uh, Peter Dinklage narrates them. Um, it's kind of a funny take on a documentary series. <clears throat> it's a documentary series, obviously, respectively about mob bosses and cult leaders. And I think there's a one for tyrants now too. (laughs) Um, And so it's a documentary, but each episode is sort of written. Like this is a guidebook on how to be these things. It's not, they don't really like lean into it real heavy. It's just kind of a stick. It's kind of cute. Um, Fun enough noise, background noise TV. The only real TV I actually sat and watched that was new this year was fall of the house of usher. And I loved yeah. it. I think it was um, one of the 
I'm a big Flanagan fan. Um, and I would put this pretty high up on his, on his TV work. Same here. Um, I think it's really well done, but it doesn't beat midnight mass. Yeah, it does by a lot. <laughs> I hated midnight mass. Not even, it's midnight mass is his magnum opus. No, disagree. <laughs> I don't know if I like it better than midnight mass or not. I think that they're fairly comparable. I liked <laughs> midnight mass a great deal. I liked it until the next to last episode. <laughs> That's it for me, though. House of Us was the only fresh TV that I watched. Oh, wow. Uh, So I made it a good one. Um, That was short. I was was really glad that this series actually ended up happening because they had to stop production um, and change actors. (laughs) Um, When uh, the original uh, Mr. Usher got fired for being inappropriate. Mm -hmm some of the cast members. Uh, and so Who when that happened, original actor, do you remember? Oh, I'm forgetting his name. I'm going blank on his name. You know, the guy you recognize him. Um, but yeah, he got too handsy with, mm. uh, and, uh, so he got let go and I was really worried when that happened, that it was going to kill the project. Um, and I was really looking forward to this one. Cause I like oh, yes. Frank Langello's house. Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, But I really like Flanagan's house series. I've enjoyed all of them. And I was really looking forward to this one because it was going to be Poe themed. And I like how they worked all of the Edgar Allan Poe stuff into it, but still made it a modern story. I thought most of those beats were really right on. Uh, Really enjoyable. If you're an Edgar Allan Poe fan, watch this. If you're just a good suspense horror story fan watch this i i really like it a lot of cool visual stuff going on in it as that well. acid rain was awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all right uh justin what about you sir sure uh my number 10 was loki season two um only marvel one that made it onto my list i thought it was a really i thought they really did loki justice in this this season and uh yeah set up a bridge for fixing a lot of the problems that the current Marvel universe has. So I'm, I'm excited to see where things go now. That, a literal bridge. Yeah. Now that Loki's out, um, I'm pretty excited to see where that goes. Number 10, number nine was uh, only murders in the building season three. Again, just a really fun show. Uh, Steve Martin, um, Martin short and uh, Selena Gomez. They're a great team. All very fun to watch. A lot of good supporting. Matthew characters. Broderick in this season was amazing yeah. too. Yeah, Matthew Broderick was great. <laughs> um, number eight was Yellow Jacket season two. Um, I loved season one. Season two wasn't quite as strong, but um, more of the cannibalism and you know the stuff that they kind of kept secret in the first season is starting to get revealed. Um, I feel like if they don't try to run this show for too long, if they stop it at season three or four. Um, it's going to end up being a great series, but if they go through, I don't have access to showtime right now. So I need, I haven't watched it yet, but I really do want to, yeah, it doesn't really have a lot of bloat at this point. So I'm hoping that they continue with that. Yeah. Um, okay. Number seven was a personal favorite of mine. Wheel of time season two. Um, I've loved Robert Jordan's books for decades and wheel of time is one of my all time favorites. I love being able to watch it translated for TV. 
Um, it's not entirely true to the story, but you know, the changes they've made, I think make sense personally. And, um, it's just really fun to watch it occur. You know, something that I read when I was in middle school <laughs> for right. the first time. Uh, number six for me was follow the house of usher. I agree with everything Dave said. It's fantastic. Um, I would say it's Mike Flanagan's best TV show personally. Uh, George disagrees. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> my rankings would be fall of house of usher Hill house, midnight mass, and then Bly Manor. Cause Bly Manor is unwatchable almost. Um, I don't agree with that assessment at all, but that ranking is probably about the same as mine. <laughs> it's just because, uh, well, so Blind Manor is just the turning of the screw, right? And I saw like seven or eight different versions of Turn of the Screw in the years leading up to Blind Manor. I didn't. I yeah. didn't know the story, so. And it, it just like Rahu Kohli was doing his best to like save that show, and it just couldn't do it for me. I did not like Blind Manor at all. It was boring. Uh, number five was The Last of Us. Season one, it was really, really good. I've never played the game, so that was my first exposure to that storyline. Oh. Um, uh, Pedro Pascal is fun to watch. You know, it just is what it is. Uh, is he your zaddy? He's not really him? my zaddy, but I, I like him. Me either. He's, good, he's a good. I like actor. him too. Yeah. Uh, number four, he's a weird dude. Yeah, zombie. <laughs> zombie daddy? Is that what that is? Yeah. Is it, what is? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, is, that's what it is. I've seen memes and stuff. Yeah. Is that what it yes. means, zombie daddy? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, number four for me was the bear season. You two. all discussed me. I mean, there's a reason it's getting so much critical acclaim. The bears just, I'm a, sorry, can you repeat that? The bear season two? No, the bear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised George didn't have a higher on his list to be honest. Um, it's, it's just such a good show. It's amazing. I love uh, it. Especially that episode where they had all the cameos. Um, yeah. The Christmas episode. Yes. That was just something. I, unique and man, special. it, it, it reminded me of too many family Christmases that we've had at my house. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, outdid herself in that episode. Yeah, she really did. Um, number three is Righteous Gemstones. Just a great season. God, Super fun. That season. Uh, number two for me was Beef. Um, I had it much higher than George. Uh, I thought Stephen Yoon and Ali Wong were just a lot of fun yeah. in that movie. It's an A24 produced TV series, and all of those have been pretty good so far. Um I thought that show was just a lot of fun. And then number one uh, was Fargo season five, <coughs> which I mean, it bled into 2024, I guess, but uh, yeah, a little bit. I'll, 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 I will, I will allow that because John Hamm, John Hamm. Yeah. Just such a, a weird performance from him. Um, and it's an odd yeah. character for him to play. And uh, it was like taking his uh, Kimmy Schmidt character to the next. Yeah. Ultimate yeah. Level. I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> so Carrie's talked about Fargo a lot. It's one of his favorite shows. I finally got around to watching it all this year. Season one, amazing. Season two, almost as good as season one. Yeah. Season three and four, kind of okay. Just, just there were yeah. parts I liked. I like, that good. I, I like season four because it was so different. Yeah. But then season five, man, they came back with a vengeance. That first episode was one of the best episodes of TV I've watched since Breaking Bad went off were the you, air. Let me ask you, were you satisfied with the ending? Yeah, I was very show? satisfied with the ending. I love the I was I love the hitman. Uh, I thought he was such yeah. a great element, just such a munch. Munch. I think his name, name was munch. munch, yeah. You know, he's like tied to all this you know, you don't know if he's completely crazy or if he <laughs> actually has some kind of linkage to the past or what's going he's on. Like with an him. immortal or something. Yeah. But I mean <laughs> his character was just so menacing and everything throughout the whole show. And then the main character, the the girl, holy shit, she was incredible throughout the whole thing. Um, 
not as annoying as she was she is in Ted Lasso, but I don't watch that show. She was great in the show. Yeah. I don't find her annoying in Ted Lasso. I do. But uh yeah, Fargo, I nothing else came close to it this past year. It was the best show by far. Any honorable mentions or dishonorable? Uh, yes, I got a couple of honorable mentions. Um I think you should leave season three <laughs> with Tim <laughs> Robinson. Uh, I mean, it won an Oscar for a reason. Um, I, I've liked Tim Robinson's comedy. I've seen him do some stand up. I saw, I think you should leave season one and two. Um, there's enough weird stuff in there that was also really funny that it, it kept me interested in him. And I went back this year and I watched his old show Detroiters, which was really good. Um, and then, Oh yeah. That, that's the one with Sam Richardson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah. season three of I think you should leave came out, and you know it's like if uh, if the first two seasons were like seven or eight out of ten comedies, season three is like a nine and a half out of ten. I mean, it's just a laugh riot from beginning to end because it's so awkward. I always, I always hear people talking about it, but I haven't haven't started it. Um, I need to. Yeah, you have to I'm, like what you have to like him, or you won't like the show. I mean, it, yeah. it's sketch comedy, it right? Is sketch comedy. Yeah, it's a sketch okay. comedy show. I mean, I, I love that show. Uh, Barry season four was an honorable mention. Ahsoka was an honorable mention. Uh, Party Down season three was an honorable mention. And then The Curse. Mm. Um, the Curse was A24's uh, new show on show on yeah Showtime, Paramount. That's um, Emma Stone? It's Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder. Um, yeah. It is it's written by Benny Safdie, and he's also in the show as well. Um, it's a super awkward, tension-filled thing <laughs> that almost can't really be called a comedy. There are somebody needs to share their showtime with me. That's all there I are say. funny moments in it. Um, especially in the first episode, there's a lot of, a lot of laughs in the first episode and then mm. eight episodes of tension. And then the wildest, craziest, unexplainable, bizarre fucking ending episode I've ever seen in a show <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. Um, and I mean, I think Nathan Fielder wrote it that way just to like, make it inaccessible to people that aren't already into weird shit. Um, if, if you like weird shit or you like Nathan Fielder's brand of comedy or you like uncut gems uh, or good time or the Safdie brothers shows. Um, mm. And that, there's a lot of overlap with that. I would say, you know, you might enjoy the curse a lot, but don't watch it just because you're an Emma stone fan, because you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> Understood. All right. Well, thank you for your picks. Uh, I'm going to do my top 10. Then I have some honorable mentions as well. Um, number 10 for me was Barry season four. Um, great way to end that show. Uh, number nine for me, which is, this is the last minute audible. I think I used that sports term correctly. <laughs> uh, righteous gemstone season three. I forgot about it. I added it on. Um, number eight for me was Loki season two. Totally agree. It was a, it was a great show. Uh, we had a lot of fun watching that. Um, number seven for me is the show that just got canceled, but uh, our flag means death. Season two, loved it. I they did an ending to that show where it, it, they could have gone further, but I think it sort of works as an ending too, and I liked it. Um, number six for me was The Bear season two. That. I binged the hell of that show earlier, like in this year, like season one and season two, like it just within like four or five days. It was crazy. It's, it's like they're addictive. You just want to watch the next one and keep on going. It's hard. It's a hard one to watch weekly as it releases. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, number five for me was Beef. I started that way earlier in the year, and I watched maybe like the first three episodes, and I, I was like, okay. But then they started winning all these awards. I'm like, I'm going to go back to it and finish the show in like one sitting. It was just really, really good. Yeah. It's surprising that, you know, the, the basic premise of the show, I'm like, how are they going to do what eight or nine episodes just on that, that whole, you know, road rage thing, mm-hmm. but they did. And it was really well done. Um, number four for me was poker face season one. I really loved poker face. I haven't watched it, but I like the, I like the girl who's in there. The main actress. She's great. I, I tried to watch it. Natasha Leone. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, after, I don't know. She kind of graded on me after like four episodes. I was like, okay, I'm, I think I, have I can see that. I mean, you, it, she's like an, either you love her or you hate her type of actress, you know, she can. Yeah. I can, I could definitely see that. Um, number three for me was Fargo season five. Uh, like, like Justin said, such a phenomenal show. Um, this season, I really, I really, it's really one like of the, the best seasons. It, it, it might be the best season. It's real close with number one, in my opinion. The the what's the kid from uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, the um, the main kid, uh, Joe Keery. Yeah, he was great in this in this series too. Gator, <laughs> Gator. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, number two for me with For All Mankind season four. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. I started um, that show because you guys have talked about it so much. I'm like three or four episodes in. If you like sci-fi and alternate history, man, that's... Yeah. This season was... It's not the best season they, they've had, but there's a lot of really interesting things. Um, <laughs> I'm liking it so far. I think I'm on episode three of the new okay. season. And it, I'm very, liking it some, They so take far. some very interesting directions in this season. Uh, his beard is, is annoying, though. His fake beard. Joe Kinnan. Well, the old people makeup is not great. No this season, but I mean, I mean, they can't have Joel Kinnaman and the rest of the people forever. Right. So, right. I did watch uh, the Joel Kinnaman, John Woo movie. Silent night. Silent night. That was very good. Yeah. I heard it was terrible. It was, uh, all right. Number one for me is also a TV show that we've mentioned already. And that was the last of us season one. Phenomenal show. Already a big, I'm already a big fan of the, of the games. And yeah, that, that's the problem for me. Like, it was I know, just, I get it. it. The game verbatim, like it didn't do Parts anything it, different. Yeah, but it worked because it not everybody's not everybody's played the game. You can just watch the game on YouTube, and it's better experience. <laughs> People aren't going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't watch. Only, I wouldn't watch. I don't watch gameplay. You, like, I wouldn't do that. But I'll watch it as that. a show. Um, Man, the, sh- the show just does not hold a candle to the game. I do have some honorable mentions. We'll get through. Uh, I agree. Gen V season one was great. Yeah, it was good. Great, great stuff in that show. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Nobody. I haven't finished it. I've only watched two episodes of it so the far. The first two episodes really are great, it. and the last episode is great. And three through in between, through six <laughs> or whatever it was, they were just okay. Okay. I liked the first two episodes. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So um, I'm intrigued. I just haven't made time for it. It could have been better. The uh, mu- but there's a lot the of Muppet Mayhem is on my the, the Muppet Mayhem is on my list. Did that it, come I, out this year or last year? I think it came out this year. I thought it came out in 2022. I would have put sure? that on my list, but I could be wrong. It was already canceled. Um, I mean, it had a good ending. It didn't need a sequel. It was 2023. Yeah. I really uh, liked that show. That was fun. In May. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I really like Twisted Metal. 
That was another thing that was better than it had any right to be based on a, a weird, obscure old video game. It's fun. Um, I want to put Ahsoka and the Mandalorian both together. Um, I liked, I liked Ahsoka more than, than I, I wanted to. It was weird because like, I really love rebels. Um, and I wasn't sure how it was going to work as a live action, but it does. And there's parts of it that weren't great, but well, because it, it's like half of a show, it's a half baked idea. Uh, okay, we're, we're getting annoyed. I that. liked it better than Mandalorian, personally. I did um, too. I liked it better than it was. I like I kept watching, but like uh, there's so many episodes where nothing happens. I'm gonna um, mention uh, the Bad Batch season two. I just finished it on on the the, the holiday cru- the cruise we went on. Um, season three is already coming out February twenty first, so it's not their much final season. Their right? final season, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the show got a lot of hate and people didn't love it, but I sort of did, I like I like parts of it. Some stuff in it I didn't like as much, but I'm talking about Willow. It's already been deleted from everybody's memory banks. I watched two and, episodes and then I never went back to it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can. T- I, I don't. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> I really liked the Frasier reboot. It was better than I expected it to be. I watched that a couple weeks ago. Um, I didn't think it was going to work how it did, but it it kind of reminded me of watching Frasier when I was a kid. So I yeah. liked it. It was uh yeah. There was definitely over the top sitcom moments, but it all the laugh was track fun. was hard to deal with. Um, they shouldn't have done the laugh track. Aside from that, we live though, in a world where laugh tracks aren't that prevalent anymore. Normal like, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Would have been better without I, it. I, I agree. Um, the After Party season track. two, I really enjoyed that. Um, another show that's gone away. Uh, Shrinking. Did anybody else watch that? I started it, but I didn't get the chance to finish. Okay, it. I thought that was really good. Uh, only in the murders. Only murders in the building season three. We we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I. Started with only murderers outside the building, but then they brought it back, you know, brought it home. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do in the shadow season five, another show that's going away soon. Sad. And uh, that's my list. Did anybody mention Ted Lasso season three? Did that come out last year? I believe it did. It came out like beginning of the year, I believe. I mean, I liked it. I it wasn't, watch, it wasn't uh... their best season, but it was good. Yeah, I agreed. Go ahead, Dave. While you were going through that, I I remembered that I did watch The Mandalorian, uh, but then apparently I forgot that I watched it. Um, (laughs) uh, It felt uh, like so long ago, right? Yeah, Yeah, and I frankly don't remember hardly anything that happened in it. Uh, I know that I watched it. Not a lot happened, so don't feel bad. Um, But I I did watch that, and I watched um, What We Do in the Shadows as well. It's always good. Um, I don't mind that they're wrapping it up. Like I feel like they've done what they can do with it. It's better to go out on on top than to sort of like struggle. That yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, I found I found myself just kind of like not going back to it. Like I was watching it avidly for a while, then I just would forget about it. um, I'm I'm going to ask you guys what's (laughs) out of everything in your life, whatever it is. What's your best moment of 2023? It was over. Besides that being over. Well, I mean, whatever you guys say, it's not going to top mine. It was the first time my daughter said dada. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. That's true. I can't, I can't beat that. 
George, you don't have anything? No, I don't. What about you, Dave? Do you have a favorite 2023 moment? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't thought about that at all. Uh, I guess when I succeeded last year in opening a building and opening a shop in six weeks before our big show started. That's something to definitely be proud of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's uh, getting ready to to getting ready to go back. Yep. Gearing up for this year. Mine is uh, happened in September where I met Mickey from the monkeys and got the autograph and now the tattoo. That was a, it was a great moment in my life in my, in in my year. I can't remember if I asked you, Mm. but had, was that the plan or was that a spur of the moment decision? It was sort of like the day before decision. Okay. I was like, huh, I, 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 if I didn't try to do it, I would probably regret it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't say no, it's like, doesn't say no regrets, but, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not that tattoo. Um, but you know, <clears throat> it was just a, should I do it? We talked about it. We asked him, he said yes. And it just happened like that. So cool. He was really cool. Um, all right, so uh, before we wrap it up, I want to uh, know what's tickling our geek in this first month of 2024. We'll start with George. This is your segment. Your time to shine. Uh, I don't know if I've had anything tickling my geek in the beginning of the month. Uh, month is almost over, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I'm excited that uh, Justin's ex- ready to start working on the comic again. Uh I don't, I don't really have anything else. I do have some movies that are coming out in 2024 that I want to see, but that's not- tickling. That's fine. That's what's tickling your geek. Yeah, but it's not this month though. They're, they're all like no, later in the year. That's fine. It doesn't have, I, I think you misunderstood me. <laughs> oh, okay. it doesn't have to be what's tickling your, your geek this month, but like sorry, right sorry. now. Okay. Uh, so Dune two, I'm super excited. Uh, the new kingdom of the planet of the apes. Uh, I'm really, oh, yeah. excited, I'm excited about that. Uh, I really want to like Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Trailer, <laughs> trailer looks good. Hopefully, Frozen Empire sounds like a metal band. Hopefully it's not as bad as the last one. And uh, Nosferatu, really excited about that. And mm. uh, Alien Romulus, I really want that to be good too. Have but... you seen the uh, teasers for Long Legs? Wait, is... No. For what? Long Legs. It's a, no. it's a new horror movie coming out where Nicolas Cage is a serial killer but there's some kind of supernatural element to it. And they're playing it real hush hush movies called long legs. And like, there's a bunch of these teaser trailers that are dropping. that are like 30 seconds long with like these deranged nine one one calls and like images of the smiling family. And then like an image of a dead girl's body with her legs all stretched out. I don't know anything about the movie, but it looks fucking cool. <laughs> Their marketing campaigns working is so is the Nosferatu movie is it's actually happening. Yes, uh, Robert Eggers. Because okay, it was it was like on again, off it. again for a long time. I think it's it filmed like. and it's it's already edited, or they're editing it now, and it's going to come out this year. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Cool. Then I'm looking forward to that. Anything else? And that's all I got. What about you, Dave? You have anything that's tickling your geek? Uh, it's so, <laughs> it was so fresh in the year. I haven't 
<laughs> I haven't really looked that far ahead yet. I guess I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I talked about this last time, I think. So I'll, <laughs> it'll just have to carry me over for now. I'm actually excited about the Fallout show. Uh, I didn't think oh, yeah. that was going to be. I was, it looks I, good. I, I was resistant. I was resistant to it um, until the trailer came out a few weeks ago. And it looks like they're hitting all the notes and uh, have it Bethesda's involved and they're saying it's canon. And I know that they've, that means they've got a people who are on it for accuracy and all of that stuff. So I think it's going to be good. Walton Goggins is a ghoul. I was about to say anything with Walton Goggins in it. (laughs) What about you, Justin? Oh man, too much to say. Uh, (laughs) Looking forward to this Sunday because I'm going to see Hath finally live. Really excited for Mm -hmm. that. Um, super excited about the new site, harshvocals.com. Just to remind everybody, um, please like the like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as Harsh Vocals Site. And then uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, just look for Harsh Vocals. Um, really excited about those. Um, this year, there's going to be a ton of tours that I'm going to be going to. Really like committed to going to concerts this year. Very excited to get back to work on Speak No Evil. Very excited to resume with Mind Fudge as well. Um, and then there's an album that came out this past week that uh, I'm pretty sure is going to end up on everybody's end of the year lists. Uh, it's just that fucking good. Um, this California band called Upon Stone, they released this melodic death metal album that's 32 minutes long, and it is 32 minutes of pure bliss. Um such a good fucking album if you haven't checked it out yet. So that's what I've been jamming to all week and con- we'll probably continue to throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> I have a, I have a album that's on my list that I've been jamming to all week. And that's the new Lord dying album. It's really good. Clandestine yeah. transcendent. Such a good album. It's, it's so hard to classify, but it reminds me of like in the woods and it reminds me there's Opus moments and there's black metal moments. And there's a lot of, I mean, just, I think overarchingly it's a doom album. Um, yeah. It's a melodic doom album, but it, there's way, so many built in elements that are from other subgenres. And it, like, you're right. It is very hard to classify, but um, I listened to it twice to really get the full effect. And yeah. um, it's a, fantastic album just it's one you'll probably have to sit with a little bit to really fully appreciate i think it's gonna wind up high on my list of the year um there's another band that i wanted to mention um Sagale, I, I don't know how to pronounce them but they're called Sagale, s-g-a-i-l-e um just a phenomenal um progressive post-metal band i get um elements of like bortnagar the guy can hit some fucking high notes. It's such a good album. Yeah, really, really good. The music I love. Um, because I listened to yeah, the whole the album one way through. I couldn't get past the vocals though. I mean, mm. the clean. I mean, it's clean singing pretty much the whole way through. Um, there are a couple moments yeah, where he is. hits those notes that are re- really impressive. Uh, I I just can't sit and listen to clean vocals for an hour and a half. It it's too much for me. That's why your podcast <laughs> is called Harsh. That vocals. is why my podcast is not clean. That's vocals. why my website's called Harsh Vocals. <laughs> There you you know, go. And again, if anybody wants to write uh, articles or do interviews <laughs> or anything, you know, hit me up. Uh, another thing I'm excited for is Mr. Bungle is coming to Houston on May 8th. I didn't know they were going to be, I never expected them to come here. So it's going to be fun. Uh, Scott Ian, Dave Lombardo. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. And uh, surprised George didn't mention this, but I 
watched the whole Xbox Direct thing where they talked about Indiana Jones and the Great Circle? I'm very uh, timid about it. I'm I'm looking forward to the, actually I'm, I'll put I put that one on mine. I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, Bethesda is doing it is a Bethesda game, right? uh, doing an exploratory Indiana Jones game that's first person Nazi punching action. I'm yeah. there. Like, yeah, I'm, it's the first person to, that I'm, gives me reservation. It well, it changes it's, the third person first, when it parts. It only changes yeah. the third person when you're climbing or swinging. Yeah. So. I, I don't know that we know that for sure at this point, but like, even I so, think that, I think that is true. I'm cool with it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know. I don't own an Xbox, so that's the only way to play it. And I don't have a gaming PC. So am I going to buy a Xbox just to play this game? I'm not sure. I'm excited you know, for it, but at the same time, once it comes know. out and the reviews get really good, you're going to be like, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> It's also like a Game Pass game too, right? I don't think so. I I don't know about that one. I I don't believe it is. Uh, that's that's what I thought I heard. I well, at least what I thought I read was it's a Game Pass game. Um, that's it for me. Oh, the last thing I wanted to mention, uh, yeah, the game that I'm playing right now is going to be. If this came out any time in 2023, it would have been my number one game of the year. It's Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. This is the best metroidvania game i've played since ori it's an it's more action oriented uh and there's a lot of narrative involved in the game a lot of the metroidvania has been coming out recently are very dark souls based and this is not this is like just straight up action adventure inside of a metroidvania game and it <coughs> looks so good i'm playing it on the switch and i i'm i i over the past weekend i probably put in like <laughs> like 12 15 hours into it i don't think i'm anywhere near the end of the game i'm i'm on a boss right now where i'm like having a little bit of issues but that's the fun part right yep if it was too easy you would you would be upset a lot of exploring uh, i can't recommend that game enough all right well that's 2023 in a nutshell uh, our 2023 rewind in a nutshell um Thanks uh, to you guys for hanging out with us this evening. Um, so I guess we'll go around the table, let everybody know uh, where they can find them, even though Justin's already thrown it in a few times. Um, George, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all, almost all social medias, including threads. Uh, um, oh. Yeah, I'm on there now. Uh, just at George Trips, I said everything. Dave? Uh, at Red Viking Dave uh, on various things, all the all the various <laughs> things. If you search for Red Viking Dave, if he's there, you'll find him. If he's not there, you won't. Look find for him. me on the profile picture for for harsh vocals. <laughs> yep, <laughs> there you go. You. That's that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Justin. One more time, please. Uh, again, the new site is harshvocals.com. Please check it out. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you can. Leave comments. Um, it's a forum as well as a blog site, so uh, people can interact with us and post their opinions on our opinions if they want to. Um, you can also follow me and the site on social media everywhere as Harsh Vocals Site. Um, and you can still find me as at Comical JC pretty much everywhere else. So. All right. Well, very cool. Well, thanks to everybody again for checking out our 2023 Rewind. 
Of course, you can find us all over the internet as well. Uh, we're at uh, metalgeeks.net. Um, you can find this show and our sister show, MSRcast, together. We're on all the places where you can download your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, all those good places. Um, if you're on Facebook, come join the Metal Geek Society, where we talk about all kinds of geeky stuff and uh, just have a lot of fun. Uh, am I forgetting anything? I can't. I think that's I have it. one more thing. Uh, so as of last oh. Sunday, I've been podcasting for 10 years. Can you believe that? Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy anniversary or happy belated anniversary. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I think in a couple of months, this show is hitting 10 years, which is a, it's, it's a crazy, right? It is. It really is. Time flies. And this is what 20. Uh, so MSR cast was started way before. Um, I think we're coming up on our 19th year of podcasting. That's amazing. Wow. It's crazy. What the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> I heard that a lot in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, checking us out again. And as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Balls. No. <laughs> well, we, Sweaty we haven't balls. said that yet. No. Uh, keep keep it metal for 2024, my friends. That's right. Anything and else, George? Keep it sleazy for 2024. Okay. Ball, keep it ballsy. I like that. Sure. I'm going to say keep it bungly. Bungly. And, and keep it geeky. There you go. All right, everyone. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved. Blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.